Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? It's good to uh, to be back on your your what headphones? I guess that's how people listen to podcasts. Potentially, probably. This is the most uh, interesting opening of the chat stream chat I've ever seen. You're not lying. You're not lying. Uh, that's it's, it's fantastic. But ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 372 of Weekly Game Chat. And if you stumbled across us for the first time. Lucky you. This is the world's greatest podcast about video games. There, I said it. And you can ask everybody who already <laughs> listens. There, they, I said it. They they believe you. Um, you can also find us, as John just alluded to, on twitch.tv. We stream the recording of this episode every week. At least we try to. And yeah, um, if you were here, you'd see the interesting uh, chat that we have going on right now. We've already cussed out and uh, called a viewer fake. And we know the person in real life. So that's how we roll. Um, Cause that's what we do. And he deserves it. But yeah, uh, my name's Sean. And, and you, I just mentioned John and Chris. So I'll let them do an introduction and say hello to you guys as well. I don't care if I know him or not. I'll tell them all to go F themselves if I feel like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> just hard in the paint. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. No. I'm doing good. How's everyone else doing? I've been, what do you care? I've been off for five days, which is a rarity in my life. So I actually feel refreshed. Yeah, I, I too, uh, we, we just had a holiday uh, here in the States. And I did also, I think I took five consecutive days off. Ooh, that's a good time. That's a good time when you're used to the second day of your off day being like, oh, I got to go to work. You know, I get, no, I didn't have to for a few days. John did not have five days in a row off. No, I didn't. I didn't but, deserve it. But you got a cool shirt on right now. Is that well, an Eagle Fang shirt? Yeah, it's Eagle Fang Karate. The reason I'm wearing this shirt, funny story, is it just so happened I wore to work that same freaking news correspondent shirt that you guys love so much. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wear this. I can't wear this again today. It's just, it was a coincidence. I'm like, I can't. If I should, this, these two guys make comments about my clothes, and it's just very, very 1985. But. Well, I, I don't know if you're born. I was born in the 80s. It's kind of my shtick. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you look like you're covering news, you know. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> because I now have downloaded on Xbox. What's it called? Disney something. Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Yes, sir. What, what is that? I don't know yet. I don't know. We're going <laughs> to we'll find f- out. We're going to we'll find f- out what this is. I, I'm not sure. It looked cool. It yeah. looked a little. It looked like it looked a little Disney princessy, but that's okay. Yeah. You yeah, love still, Disney princesses. Uh, for the listeners, we did actually. John has recorded that episode about the uh, the the high school Disney fighting game thing he was going to do. We just haven't. We're not ready to release that one yet. Oh, the, my, you mean the DC superhero girl? Yeah, that one. In my we mind, right recorded. now, when John went to Disney World, like. Clarissa and Aiden went on rides and John stood in line all day so he could have like a tea party with all the princesses private <laughs> event and he was just so happy. John, is this on regular Game Pass? Uh, it I'm is. assuming it I was it was I was actually thinking about getting it on Switch and I and I re, and I've, I luckily I stopped and read up and it's free on Game Pass. So you didn't make I the think, same mistake I made last week. Good job. Correct. Yes. I think it's only, I mean, I think the only, um, the regular version is only 19 or 29 bucks anyway. So I am super excited. It looks uh, cool. It's, it's strange. Maybe you're not talking about that. I'm not, 
I was gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm excited right. for you. I'll say that. But uh, I don't know if you guys know this. If you listen to this podcast, you may have heard the name Greg Miller before. Blue. So I, <laughs> John's favorite person, Greg Miller. Uh, but he just tweeted as John was talking, oh, and the S word. And then there was a tweet that I apparently missed from PlayStation uh, that they announced a very, very cool PSVR 2 title. Oh. So you know me, that's a big deal because I'm VR guy. Um, and so that's pretty cool, hmm. I think. What was uh, the VR title? It's called uh, Firewall Ultra. So for you guys that go back to the PlayStation era and you think of the game, it's called SOCOM. Think of SOCOM in VR. That's what Firewall was. Had a pretty good base, and then it's kind of dwindled as the PSVR's life cycle is kind of ending. But they just announced the. Uh, that's pretty dope. A successor. Uh, I'm going to play that game. Apparently, Greg Miller. And listen, so th- there's going to be two tie-ins. I'm going to talk about an update to a VR game I played. Uh, so that, that'll be a good tie-in to this. But then after that, I also saw a tweet from IGN who was hosting a um, Lord of the Rings Ring of Power after show. Don't listen to those guys, those bootleg guys at IGN, right? We've got to listen to Chris. Chris is going to talk about Ring of Power as well. Um, But yeah, if you remember last week, I was graciously allowed to talk about Red Matter 2. That was a new VR title, and I played it on my my Meta Quest 2, bro. Uh, And at the time of the recording, I had not quite finished the game. Little did I know that I was really close to the end. And my score was a 9.5. I need to update that score to a 9.75. And Why the, the only if you're reason, at that point, just say 10. No. And I, I was literally about to explain that, sir. Uh, the only reason it's not a 10 is because they did a really good job at filling in Red Matter 1. Mm. But I feel like I need the complete story to see if it really did answer burning questions. Mm. that I would have had if I had I played Red Matter 1. So that's mm. the only reason. There's the clarification. So, yeah, it's it's top-notch. If you own a uh, VR system, then you can get Red Matter 2 on it. I would say definitely get it. And then um, also, if you didn't play the first one and you kind of want to play both, look out for those bundles. Um, I think both games only set you back something like, I don't know, 49 bucks, And that's old-school, like, one video game price title. Remember when games only used to cost that much? <laughs> that was good times. Right. But yeah, there's that update. So it's still a solid game. It is completed. Um, but you remember the second tweet I just said that I just saw was from IGN and they were hosting the Rings of Power after show and you don't have to go anywhere. Because uh, we have our very own Chris. I think all of us have watched the show. Is that right, John? Have you watched it? Yes. He yeah, I, we it, we all love this show, but you know, Chris is, he's like, I'm going to talk about it today in the intro. And I want to hear Chris talk about it today in the intro. So Chris thoughts and prayers on the old rings of power. I have to say after years where really the only fantasy, like major fantasy that I think has been done at a level that like, I truly feel equal production, everything equals the books, right? has been Game of Thrones, despite whatever issues I have with the later parts of Game of Thrones. Like, you know, I, I've loved The Witcher as a TV show, but I'll be honest, it hasn't quite hit the way I wanted it to hit with uh, how it is in That's what with, she the, <clears throat> with the books, right? Like, there's been things I like about it, and there's things I hate. Um, but this really felt like 
you know, where I had had all these years of, of just mainly being something like game of Thrones, right? This is a cruel world. Everything is dark. It's medieval times. And you know, you're probably all going to die and, and unfortunately be forced to uh, do things. If you're a woman, um, before you die, <laughs> it's nice to then get a show like this where I'm like, Oh yeah, there was a time where Lord of the Rings <laughs> was the basis for fantasy in the world. And it's high fantasy and it's, you know, it's not necessarily about trying to recreate a world that's said medieval times, but instead, you know, have different races and fighting a true evil and all that kind of stuff. Um, so while I think it's probably going to be very hard for people who are not hardcore Lord of the Rings to maybe get through that first episode because it's like the biggest exposition dump ever. Um, there was a lot of things, especially in the second episode that gave me a lot of hope where I was like, okay, I like where we're going. Uh, and above all else, I like the way it looks because Jeffrey Bezos apparently spared no expense in making this thing. Every shot looks like it could have been filmed by old Peter Jackson himself <laughs> way back in the day. You think it could? Oh, I mean like the quality of the, of everything, right? Like there's nothing in this that looks cheap that I've seen. No, no, no. And if yeah. I just implied at all that it looked cheap, nope, yeah. not saying no. that at all. <laughs> I think uh, if, if you recall, there was a famous tweet that Jeff Bezos sent out, you know, that guy who owns that electronic book company. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that his son approached him and basically just said, dad, don't F this up. They have not f it up so far. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been really good so far. There are a lot of weird names that I got to get used to hearing, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's funny because also in that other show, Game of Thrones, I'm also trying to figure out names of people. But the more you watch, the more you kind of understand what's going on. John, have you liked that Rings of Power so far? Not yet. Um, I'm waiting for it to to pick up. To me, it's just you know I said earlier to Chris, it's just sort of like it's it it, it it's it's it looks like very expensive fan fiction right now. Mm. So we'll see. I mean, it could it could definitely I can definitely get into it. Um, but right now I'm not there. I, I, I watched it because I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, but I didn't really get much out of it. And I understand it's two hours. It's not a problem. But hey, that's cool that two episodes have been legitimately two hours. I like that part of it. Do yeah. You one of them, one of them was actually a little over an hour. Yeah. That's like. legit. Yeah. But if you're lost, like you said, and you're waiting on something. So we have our chat going and right now, guys and girls. I gotta say, uh, um, the the Washington State flag. If this were College Game Day, uh, that's a tradition that's happened. And right now, we have a tradition that is currently not happening in our Twitch chat. And if you've listened to this show for the past, I don't know, a few months, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I say all that to point out that in the Twitch chat, one of our real friends, his name is Jay Dalton. Uh, he says they haven't even told us who Gil Galad's father is. It's up for the bait in the <laughs> Tolkien world. I have no idea what I just read. Remember, uh, <laughs> remember the king that sent uh, Gladriel back to. Yes, that's Gil. Again. Okay, yeah, but he they're saying he's as a dad. <laughs> I think is he was just, he's just he's 
Josh is being the snobby Lord of the Rings. Uh, is he being Josh? Is he being like he's on being purpose? very Josh? He's being very yeah. Okay. Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and what's we should have a uh, we should have like an extra podcast. So that means you have to do extra work mm-hmm. where you guys talk about Lord of the Rings, like but all nerded out. You know, <laughs> I think that could be like an additional podcast we could put out for the week. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we come out on Wednesdays, and that one could come out like on Thursdays. Or Sundays, or just something where we could get like while the show was going on. Hey, did I just spawn an idea that we talk about a show unfiltered mm, in sure. addition to our show about stuff that's going on? Hey, hey, and John, uh, John, uh, I know you're probably sick of us rambling about Lord of the Rings, aren't you? Uh, uh, well, John, I, 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 I mean, so sick of it that I want you to move on to football. Uh, uh, sir, sir, I just want to make sure, uh, because of our private conversation earlier, I just wanted to go back to it. I was reading up, and yes, it is Casadune that they are in. So this is Moria that they are in. Again, heard words. Don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm f- tracking what you said either. Uh, the place in the second episode, it's mm-hmm. it's Moria. The mines, the mines yeah. of Moria. Mines. Isn't Kazakhstan and Moria the same same place? Yes, it's just different names for the same place. Right. It's like ice yeah. and water. It's both water. Because we were like, know? wait, was it that? Or so Josh, we were also so Josh. So Josh is the aficionado. Yes. Maybe I'm cu- confused why Doran, mm-hmm. who I thought was Thorin's descendant, Oakenshield. Well, you see this location. Well, you see, I Jim. thought he was the king over the Lonely Mountain. Well, no, see. that's not true. He's not the. Is he? Thorin. Thorin well, Oakenshield is amazing. Well, Thorin I know that. descendant is Durin. Am I wrong? You might be right, but uh, Moria was founded by Durin at the end of the Age of the Stars. He's reading um, Wikipedia. Yeah. He's reading Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> During his reign, yeah, there's this is Durin. The one they show in the show, I guess, is Durin the Fourth. So there's like been three others <laughs> already. So I don't know if they're the same family that eventually ends up. Uh, at the Lonely Mountain, right? Or if it's just an offshoot. No idea. Tolkien was senile. Right? He forgot who he named people. It's like he ran out of names. <laughs> he just, at that point, was the early adaptation of the online internet name generator. Look, And he was just clicking the button over and over. Maybe, maybe you know, Dern is just the uh, the John Williams name for Miller <laughs> of dwarves, <laughs> like like Dorin, Thorin, blowing, glowing, winking, blinking, and nod. Oh, I mean, uh, Josh clarifies they left to the Lonely Mountain after they lost Moria to the Balrog. They lost Moria, yeah, and then they got lonely and went to a mountain. Wait, hold on a second. So, okay, so, so. <laughs> riveting so is fellowship off the mark in that respect no you remember um the, the movie the, the movie. one because the one we saw in this episode right that Dern, that mm-hmm. is the same Dern that gimli goes no you know he's all sad and everything because he finds that he died that's the same guy Yes. Do uh do but Dalton okay. just said they left to the Lonely Mountain after they lost Moria. Correct. That's and when. It, that but was, he's implying. Get, but he's implying that Durin left with them to found the Lonely Mountain. Uh, let's and see. And if that and if that be the case, it would make sense in Peter Jackson's Fellowship 
for I know I know we're talking about Peter ja- I'm talking about Peter Jackson's fellowship, not necessarily the book, which is why I'm trying to okay, he's going no. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just reading about Josh, it. call the show. Help us out right now, bro. You know what? Take come over here, take over my seat, and let's do Josh, it. log in. But it would hello. seem it would seem that Gimli would have known that since he is a descendant of sure. the company. Oh no, yeah, I am off here. It was Balin. That's right. I'm stupid. But yeah, I guess uh Balin! Balin tried <laughs> died yeah. trying to reclaim Moria after it was taken. Who took Moria? Okay, and the fellowship goes through Moria. They were attacked by the monstrous watcher, uh, the West Cave face. See, Perils. Sean, we can go long in the intro as long as Chris is talking about Lord. Yeah, of we, no, could no, just, we, we could just we could just move if on. If I go long in the intro, I'm over here getting finger signs at me, bruh. You're going too you long. Said you're getting finger, and then you said signs. Okay, like, okay um, what? <laughs> actually, we gotta wrap up now, guys. So, John, uh, we don't have to wrap up now. And by the way, remember when I said it's on? Chris doesn't want to give you guys content. There, I said it. Yeah. John, there you go. you're probably sick of this intro and everything you mentioned a minute ago that you wanted us to talk about football. Uh, if anybody follows our show, of course, they know that you root for Georgia. We root for Alabama. That was cool, but that's not exactly what you're sick of this week, is it? No, not at all. What am I sick of? Uh, you told me you're sick of Mike. Oh, God. <laughs> the heck with that guy. Apparently, so, he's uh, he, so, he wants your Ubisoft belt. So... <laughs> He yeah he does I think he's already got it that's what's crazy um, but um, yeah every time every time since he's gotten this uh, this account this Ubisoft thing he's you know he started with the um, he started with you know Assassin's Creed now he's moved on to Far Cry but I mean, every time he finishes completed. yeah yeah every time he's finished. You know what? Screw that. He's got to go back to Far Cry New Dawn. He can't move on to anything else. He's got to finish New Dawn. He's got to start it. But anyway, when he rolls credits on a game, he sends me a, a photo, mm. a photo text of it. And it's like, okay, great, 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 great. And I just, so <clears throat> I'm in the middle of playing Far Cry 6. I'm trying to finish it up. Um, I started it and I keep going back to it. Every I, per, I play it periodically, you know, like an old man with a life. Like, like we tend to do these days. Yes. So he just, he just rolls I credits. I don't remember if it was last night or today, but he rolled credits and sent me a text of far cry six. He finished it. Dude started it late last week. Am I imagining that late last I week? I feel like it was even sooner. I thought it was, well, today's he, he, started, it was, he started it. He started it this morning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was like so, a week ago that he started it. Right yeah. Now. So, and so he rolled credits and that's pretty fast. Cause this thing, this game is massive. Sure. It is huge. And huge. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, so I, I, I go into the discord channel, Sean's discord channel. And, uh, I, first thing I say to Mike is basically <laughs> go F yourself. Why don't you read a book once in a while? Just get a life and just quit trying. It just wants, I mean, he got my Ubisoft title probably three games ago. The guy is burning through the whole thing. I've never seen anything like this because Sean, because you're a human being yeah. yet still, yet still passionate. You jumped into the Assassin's Creed franchise again, wanting to go through them all. But because you have children, you have a wife, you have a job, Yes. All of these things, it's not taking you. It's taking you a little longer. Yeah, the the normal pace right. <laughs> that it's supposed to take the average forty two year old male. 
Mike pretends he doesn't talk to people. It's just it's the, it's it's impressive and also insane on the same it's, hand. It's disturbing. <laughs> it's like how 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 like this is crazy. I mean, it's funny to hear him daily. Uh, Chris and him will go at it. Chris has also played a ton of Ubisoft games, so Chris will start throwing out games he knows he's never going to play. Yeah, and you you know that has to get under his skin, but it's you know, it's that, just like what playing you get. like when he's like. When he's like, oh, well, I thought John was a champion of Ubisoft games. And it's like, I guess I've passed John. I was like, hold on here. I was like, let's just clarify this. <laughs> I've probably funny. played more than both of you guys. And it's like nothing against it. It's just like John doesn't play Ghost Recon or Splinter Cell or those kind of games. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to give a shout out in chat. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say what you type, but welcome to, uh, we do this if we get a chance to while recording, give a shout out to our first time chat viewer, uh, Death on Wings 899. Hello. Can't you also say what recently, said. I can't, you, you're speaking words I can't utter out of my mouth in the chat. Uh, but you also re- recently joined our Discord. Uh, so thanks for really, you know, getting into the community and saying what's up. We got some good folks here. Um, so welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm remiss because I, I didn't remind you guys that this was the intro portion of the show. If you're new to the show, you may have wondered what we were doing, if we ever were going to get on with it. Uh, if you're used to the show, you knew kind of what was happening. So there's that. Uh, this is episode 372. That's been our intro, I think. Do I got thumbs up from the boys? We're ready to we're ready to rock on. So the next thing you're going to hear is going to be a little topic. Time, 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 time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official landing of Topic Time. Uh, whether or not you used our time marker and came directly to here, or if you stuck it out through the whole show, listened to the intro, and now you're here, it doesn't matter. We're all home. We're all safe and sound. And this is the part where I shut up and I look at Chris in a virtual camera so he can do the thing he does and properly introduce this week's topic. The topic is... Immortality! <laughs> hey, Chris. I'm very excited to hear about this game. I find it I find it to be very intriguing, so I'm looking forward to this. But I think it could be appropriate, and not everybody might get this reference, but I, I just, I have this urge to say to you the mm. following. What? Immortality. Mm-hmm. Take it. It's, it's yours. yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Brad. <laughs> uh, what was that, John? Uh, you see, you see, Sean, in the movie Troy, when they take the beach of uh, Troy, uh, what you call it? Brad Pitt. I watched Kelsey's the movie beach. once. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Didn't you guys, then Brad- why didn't you remember the line? Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> That's funny. Have, have you watched it more than once? I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I even, even have a, a director's cut now, which is just as good. Nerd. It's one of those ones yeah. where... It's just... Brad Pitt is just... Hot. What? He is <laughs> He is as fine in that movie as he has ever been. Yeah. He like, looked, he had point zero point zero 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 percent uh, body fat, I think, in that was movie. Was that the movie where he got cut in his Achilles? 
Well, yeah. he plays a character called Achilles, so uh, <laughs> might be. I mean, he was so. Yeah, it turns out, man. Why right. can't they? Why can't we get like an Achilles shield? You know, so we don't have to worry about that. Never mind. We're, this is not hangout time anymore, boys and girls. This is topic time. In, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris, immortality. Yeah, take it. Cheers. <laughs> Great question in the chat. How are the boobies in immortality? Are they a nine? Uh, you didn't say that right. Are they a the, no. the what? They're, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, oh, booby is. Oh, no. <laughs> I will tell people uh, for if you have kids who are interested in this game, there very much is nudity in there because. These Why are- didn't you tell me that? That could have sold me on this game. Well, you know, I didn't think you were 13. <laughs> Chris, you know me, bro. You know exactly <laughs> that Sean is 13. Right. Uh, but yes, there, there are very much boobies in this game. Um, <laughs> is it, is it like gratuitous? Is it gratuitous? That's not the wrong. That's right. Well, is it, is it prevalent throughout? No, not throughout, but I mean, it, it makes sense when it's being used. Just if you're thinking about it, what, it, it always, makes sense. It, it always yeah. makes sense when it, yeah. yeah I, yes. So why are there boobies in this game? Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar, this is the latest from Sam Barlow. Uh, which is really funny because he started out on things like Silent Hill before leaving to film film his own company uh, or found his own company where he wanted to focus basically on interactive narrative games where the story is the key focus and was been previously. (laughs) That's pretty good. Hey, by the way, just derailing the show. (laughs) For the record, uh, Haig himself in the oh. chat has said, what do you call a pair of sweaty boobies? And the answer apparently is humidity titties. <laughs> That's about as South Park a joke as I've heard on the show. Family show. Oh, that's wonderful. That's good stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, so Sam Barlow makes interactive kind of game experiences where his first two titles were unique in the sense of, which are her story and then telling lies where oh, he gives that's this guy. Yeah, he gives you in those two games he gave you like he have characters where they kind of come into access with a database, right? Of video footage. Uh in in her story it's mainly all interviews, right? With uh this subject that the police were investigating and you have this database where you can search any keyword, right? And it would pull up the top 3 video clips that correspond to that so you'd have to go through and watch these clips and slowly find new things to search right as you scour those clips and you would get deeper deeper into the mystery and telling lies the idea was you're an fbi agent who's been who's reviewing the work of a guy who was undercover for a couple of years and trying to figure out exactly what happened to him right what led to everything of his choices and all this this is going kind of a little bit different Um, but still in the same wheelhouse. The idea here for this game is that there's an actress named Marissa Marcel, right? Who did three movies starting in the 1960s. She did one 68 called Ambrosia, then another movie called Minsky in the seventies, and then disappeared for a long time and came back in the late nineties and, uh, did a final movie called two of everything. But the big thing is that for various reasons that are unknown, the movies were never released, right? In the case of some of them, they weren't even finished. 
Um, so you have the ability, you start with just one clip, which is her on a talk show, right? And what you go through as far as gameplay wise is you can move the video forward and backward at whatever speed you like, and you can pause at any moment and take a picture of various things, key items on the screen, right? Such as faces of people, desk, furniture, um, flowers, food, you know, just various things. And it will go out there and pull another clip that has something that is similar to that. So for instance, if I see a, a pair of keys being held by her in one scene, I can click on those keys and it can go to one of the three movies that has another scene that has keys in it. And it will sh unlock that clip for me. And I can go and start to research and go through that. Right. Um, and the idea, of course, at its core is you're trying to figure out exactly what happened to her along with kind of various people um, that come, you come in contact with as you begin to watch these films. And what's fun about this, I think, or really makes it feel distinct from those first two games is this really does feel like someone took the time in a way to shoot three movies <laughs> And you can tell the differences from the type of movie it is and, um, you know, the era it's shot in. The first movie, Ambrosia, is like kind of like a late 60s uh, epic, like something like Ben-Hur, right? Something like that, where here the idea is that there's a religious prophet um, called Ambrosia. And he, you know, you kind of begin to find out, like, what's his tale of how does he become a prophet what brings his downfall, those kinds of things, all this religious undertoning. And it, it really looks like something you would see from Ben-Hur in that area where, you know, big stage productions um, between the takes, you're hearing directors who were back then more notorious a-holes to their actors on set. You get a lot of that here um, from, from that film. You then cut to the seventies where the second film Minsky is kind of following a detective investigating murder. And it looks like something as classic as it reminded me a lot of like all the presence men, like to a point where the main character in it, um, the main male character in it, I was like, that could be Robert Redford. And you know, it looks, it's got that grittiness, you know, what I'm talking about John of like seventies film where everything is kind of naturally lit. Um, you know, and it's, it's a lot more dramatic trying to go for realism drama from that era. Then you cut all the way to the nineties and everything is completely different because this is two of everything. It's distinct from the other two, because it looks like something that you would see at Cinemax at like 3 a.m. or USA network at 3 a.m. <laughs> That's called Skinemax, sir. Right. Um, and the idea of that film is it's, it's kind of doing a, a unique story of two people who look alike, one that happens to be a very popular singer, one that's just a regular person, and them switching roles so that the star doesn't have to go do things like that don't actually require her talent, like attending a press event or you know going to a party, something like that, um, versus, you know, when she actually needs to actually go record an album or whatever, right. Where she would actually have to be herself. And it goes into a deeper mystery there. A lot of the fun to this though, is that 
between each one, you're not just getting always a scene, just like a straight scene of a movie. You're getting parts where they're doing location shots. Uh, sometimes things that they filmed with like say an 80 millimeter cam privately uh, where they're going through their own, you know, personal things at the time you're getting, um, you know, rehearsals where they're blocking out scenes and all this. And it does a good job of like showing you one, how industry changes, but two, like all the work that kind of goes into actually making movies. Um, and for the most part, the reason it really works is that all three plots of the movies are kind of interesting in their own right. You know, and more importantly, the actual narrative of what's going on in this game uh, is one of the better ones in gaming that I've experienced in a while. Like this thing has a moment that you will probably not see coming that it does it. It's going to give you moments where just because of things you naturally are doing, you just go, wait a minute, what? And you kind of back up and you start to go, there's a deeper thing going on to this that I didn't even think about, right? Uh, or knew that existed in this. And as that starts to come on forward to you, you all of a sudden find yourself going, I could have unlocked like a hundred clips at this point, stepping back and going like, okay, I need to go back to every single one of these clips now and start doing this. To Let see. me ask you, is that when I heard you say what you said today? That was me uncovering the final scene of the game. Oh, so that, that wasn't <laughs> even additional. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And, and, you know, like, I will say there's one mechanic to that that I think is, from my understanding, if you play this on console, which, by the way, this is on Game Pass, both PC and, and Xbox Game Pass out there. Um, I wish I had known that before I bought the game. So that's stupid on my part, but I, I like Sam Barlow's games a lot. So I was, I was like, you know what? I could refund this and start over, but I was like, I'll support this dude. He's got my money. He's always given me good games. That I've enjoyed. Right. Um, but there's one specific, it's, it's, it's not a game. <laughs> there's one specific thing, uh, that you have to do to kind of progress your, your exploration into the narrative and like the deeper threads of the game that I think for people on console, it will be a lot easy to figure that out than it will for people who are playing this on PC. And I, I did it by accident when I finally uncovered what I was doing. Um, mainly cause I was smart enough to go in and like pull up the controls and be like, wait, is there a way to do this? And I saw it on there and I was like, oh, okay, let me try this. And then it was like, Oh, apparently that did something. Um, but for the most part, when you start to get those deeper threads, everything begins to connect deeper and deeper uh, as you start to see the threads uh, underlying holding this together, what the actual really overarching themes are that tie everything together. Um, and on top of that, as you start to get deeper in and begin to piece together with every movie, because every movie, you know, there's a reason why it didn't happen. And each of them feels unique where it's not just a retread. Right. Um, and some of them even feel unique in the sense that they actually tie to things that happen in the industry from time to time. Right. Um, but you get 
all sorts of different personalities, all sorts of different characters that intersplice between these. And you kind of see like things like on screen romance happening behind the screen, the scenes, right? Like maybe two actors are at the beginning, they're falling in love behind the scene or not falling in love, but you know, they're just interested in one another. And then maybe you find another scene of that same movie. That's a couple of weeks later and relationship might not be going so well between those two people. And you see the turmoil that, you know, the rest of the staff has to deal with as they go through this. Um, but overall, I think what makes it succeed is that it really does feel like after you get everything unlocked, you could sit there and start from the very first movie and just go clip to clip to clip to clip. And you'd feel like you were watching the equivalent of, of like a Netflix mini series, right? Of, you know, that's like five or six episodes of going through and you would get this really interesting, complete narrative going on with just the movies alone. And that's before you even get into the, the kind of more deeper level stuff that you have to well, do. Let, let me ask you this and this, and, and I'm curious to see if this applies to all of Barlow's games. Sure. Are you, are you yourself a character in this game? Are you a detective or somebody of some sort that is reviewing footage, trying to figure out something like what is, what is the gameplay structure here? What is your, yeah. what is your, what is your gameplay mechanics? Yeah, that's game? a good, that's a good question. Cause I was going to, I think me and John are kind of the same. Yeah. What do you say to somebody who either asks that kind of question mm-hmm. or, or maybe the same answer is for somebody who goes, man, this ain't a game. <laughs> and and I've, I've been a part of, that because we played like Firewatch, we played What Remains of Edith Finch, and to some people those weren't games per sure, se. Sure, but uh, and you kind of spoke to me personally on this when you were first getting into it and stuff. So I'd like for you to tell the audience what kind of makes this a game too. Um, to start with John's first point of it, uh, the first two games you definitely have someone that you're you're playing as, right? Like the idea of telling lies specifically is that USB flash drive has been sent to this FBI agent that's reviewing it. This one, I believe the idea is that this is a public database that was made to honor what is a lost actress, Marissa Marcel, right? So that her work that has been uncovered, someone has just randomly found now it has a place for it to exist online. So people can go and appreciate her. Right. So if they knew her in real life or whatever, you could actually like look at some of her work and, and understand what's going on. Um, and then of course, just because of the way he is, he always like, Oh, what the limitation is, you know, you have to actually search in there and that's how he makes his gimmicks where you don't just get all the full story right away. Right. But as far as it, like the gameplay itself, you know, it's it's more of like the reason I call it a game is that it requires critical thinking, right? I have to go into an image and I have to not just, you know, at first it's easy to start out and go, well, click on the actress's face, right? The main person we're all talking about. That is only going to get you so far, you know, that might get you a total of four unique more clips to unlock. And maybe you could, for each of those with her face, you could get four more that would unlock for each one of those new scenes, right? But eventually you start to run out of things and it's going to start cycling back and repeating things that you've already unlocked if that's all you're focusing on. So you have to start thinking about how you look at a scene and move around in it and kind of figure out what is here that I can tie 
that would get me more unique scenes. Like for instance, you know, Marissa appears obviously the most in all of this. She's going to have the most things where, you know, she's there, but there are key background players, you know, like actors that are just in the background that maybe their only two clips in the whole entire collection are the one scene they were a background player in and the rap party that occurred for the film, you know, three weeks later. And that's a quick beeline way for you to unlock those two scenes. So you're, you're seeing someone in the background of an image and you're clicking on that person. You're pausing, you you pause and you can click and it will open a random image that is tied to that person. But how is the game driving me to click on a Voss? a vase or whatever. Well, in a, in a what it tells you, what, what is, what am I wanting to do in this game? Am I trying to find, what am I trying to find? It, it kind of, it's interesting because you go through various phases cause it is different from that, from the other two, right? Like the other two, you're specifically, you're trying to uncover a pretty direct thing, like, which is cases, right? Like what happened here? You're, I would say, you know, while you know, there's a reason for these three movies not being released, and you want to know what happened to her personally, mm-hmm. you're, you're being driven by each scene to, I think at first to kind of unlock as many scenes as you can. And then you start to begin to hone down to be like, how can I unlock even more? And then it goes to a point where when you start to see certain threads from various periods tied together and more certain hidden things that are not told to you front up front, you begin to scour looking for those things in those images. So you, you, you find yourself like, like I said, I spent maybe the first two hours of this game, just watching the clips and clicking on random things. I I wasn't doing it with any prejudice or, you know, whatever. I was just like, Oh, I wonder if I could click this. Like, you know, and you know, the good thing is when you hover over something, you get a little, the emblem when you're searching the image, it will just be a black dot. And then it kind of turns into a white, outline with a black dot in the middle. And that's how, you know, you have something you click on and it just quickly goes zoom in and boom out and starts playing from that moment. And what's also cool is obviously if it's something like a door, you know, or whatever doorknob, right. That you're clicking on, that might be like the two minute mark of a three minute clip. So then you have incentive to go forward and go backwards, right. And review everything that's in this clip to one, get an idea what's going on in it. But two, to see all the various things that you could actually attempt to click on here and see where they lead you to. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like you're, (laughs) you're consistently opening doors and you don't know what's going to be on the other side. Um, and that's the interesting thing. Sometimes it's something that you've already seen. Sometimes it's something that doesn't really seem like it's overwhelmingly important, but it's just giving you more context to things. And sometimes it's a, it's a pretty big revelation and you start to see things that you just didn't even think you would see in this kind of thing. Um, you know, and like I said, it's, it's also then just the various narratives with people not just Marissa, but like, you know, seeing, for instance, as I said, like there's the first film, there's one actress who very on thought she was going to be very heavily featured in this film. And you see this thing of her starting out maybe with table reads and she's very excited and all this to then her having problems and arguments with the director 
about the direction and how much he's being featured to then seemingly she just kind of fades to the background of it. Right. As, uh, as the director obviously has made some choices and understanding why that's happening. You know, that's one of those things where you're like, Oh, when you get a new scene of that, it gives you more perspective as to what happened between them. Yeah. That would make, and and look, I'm going to be honest. If you're a fan of movies, this is going to be something I think you love. Chris is a, obviously a big fan of movies as we all are. Mm-hmm. So that the fact that it was a Sam Barlow game, which we outlined before, and the fact that it was movies, it was right down Chris's wheelhouse. Sure. And the argument of whether or not this is a game or not, you're going to see that argument um, really if you if you scour the interwebs or watch footage on this. Yeah. You'll I, see, you'll see uh, people ask that question, but then you'll see people defend it. You know, like White Knights, and say no, it is a game, and, I and mean, it is officially listed as a game. If 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 this is not a game, then our text adventure games from the eighties where it would be like, what do you, you have a sword. What do you want to do? Right. There's a door type in what you want to do. Are those games? Cause I mean, those things have imagination. They require yes, critical thought. Those uh, are games because there's consequences to your actions. In and there's like you, can, you can die in those games mm-hmm. in this in game, real life. Can you, can, <laughs> in those games, in this game, can you, can you bring your character to a, to an end like can you die the, you the reason, yourself reason, know I mean, but i don't i mean we don't we don't necessarily have to get into what is a yes. game but a lot of people i don't necessarily agree with this but a lot of people say mm. a game requires loss the potential for loss you play poker you could lose you sure. play baseball you could lose mm-hmm. you play a video game you could lose and you mm-hmm. have infinite tries in a video game to win eventually but games like Firewatch or other games like that, they, they, some people would say they're not games because there's no, there's no consequence to a mistake. It, mm. it simply carries on. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's, but that's why. I mean, in this game, you, you, the consequence is an ending. You keep playing it, it will end. Sure. I there's, think- no amount of, there's no amount of skill necessarily involved on a, on a video game scale that goes... If you just eventually, eventually you will get to the end and that's it. Well, I would that's disagree. I would disagree. Thing. I would disagree with you on, on one point. Not of me. That. No, Not no. Me. Yeah. I'm well, that statement, that statement, there requires skill in here because you, there's certain things you have to specifically do to get certain things in this game. And if you're just, if someone just goes and they're kind of like, not really taking the time to observe a scene and go back to it. Right. And really explore everything that's in there. Mm. One, they're not going to get all the images, which I still haven't even accomplished. Like, you know, sure. I've seen the credits and I've seen like where like the, most of the major characters where their arcs go, as far as I know where they end, I I should Mm. say, I don't know every little piece of it though. I haven't seen every little thing. And I think that's where the skill thing comes in. Like the person, like for instance, like being smart enough to go, okay, I can use the reflection of a mirror that's showing me someone who's not actually on the screen as a way to search for that minor character, something like that. Right. Like where you're that smart or you see like, and it's only on the mirror for maybe one or two seconds making sure you freeze and taking the time to go down that road instead of just going, all right, what are the four most basic things in front of me? Click on those one time, move on, never think about it again, because it's not a game where 
like the first two where like literally you could just finally find one key term and that would lead you to exactly where you need to be. Sometimes you, this thing does kind of operate on the sense of when I click the apple, it will randomly go to one of X number of scenes with the apple. So, you know, you need to go back and you have to repeat these things. Um, and I would say also that there's a little bit of problem with that towards the end of the game, like where I am now, I will say it's, it's kind of irritating. Uh, if there's a big problem with this game, it's that like where, when I got to the end of her story, I felt like I could get the, all the key parts laid out and see where it all ends up to right here. I feel like I'm going to probably now the next day or so spend my time going through these clips multiple times just to make sure I unlock all the files and can see everything from beginning to end and, and do the deeper scrubbing that you kind of need to do to get other information as well. Um, Sean, so. did I bulldoze you? Did, did, no. did I interrupt? I, I couldn't remember if I did. No, 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 no. We're both weaving because we know what people say. Uh, and we, we felt this when we played firewatch and Edith Finch and all those things. Yeah. Firewatch had a jump. So people were like, well, maybe it is a game because you jump. And a lot of people think you can jump in it or hold a gun. It's a game. It, mm-hmm. it kind of can get a little deep in this, you know. And one thing to remember, the kind of mindset that Sam Barlow has, I found this quote. Uh, and he's talking about all his games at this point. He says, all of my games have been about encouraging the player to be obsessive and giving them a conceit and the tools to encourage that. I agree. So he just has a different perspective yeah. on what he wants the player and their engagement to be for his game. And, and to this point, that's exactly what this game is like. And I think that's what you would, he feels like the person, like he's saying you up to be the kind of person who, what's the best way to say it's like the investigative journalist at like the wall street journal or the New York times or wherever, right? Like where, we, we as the people who, when we read those stories and we see them appear in news, it's just a story to us, right? Like we read and we're intrigued because probably they found something interesting that we want to know more about. For these people that actually do the investigation, though, it's, it's the center of their lives, right? Like, you know, you could take something like, for instance, of course, the most popular of all of them, you know, Watergate. That is two men writing and doing follow-up and checks for two, three years before they really got to where they were, where they had the full, had a more complete, you know, full picture. And that's what this feels like here. It's like, I have this thing of like 200 plus clips to go through. And I know there's important things I need to see. I just don't know exactly what's going to get me every single one of those, um, those clips and, and get me so I can see every important scene right away. You know, so I have to take my time and do the diligent work to check everything in the scene multiple times to make sure that it, I've exhausted all of my options from it right before I move on to something else. Um, so I think he, he's right, you know, and for better or worse, I think if there's maybe the thing that you could say again, that's like criticism for me is like, like I said, I'm trying to wrap everything up here I'm never really having to go and be the obsessive compulsive person that he's talking about. Right. Um, uh, and at the same time, I think if you're not that person, you're probably going to miss a lot to a point where you're like, you don't even get the idea of what's going on. 
Like you, you're just, it, you're going to be like, why is this getting praise? Yeah. You know, because it's, there's nothing that's going to eventually pop up and say, Hey dummy, try this. Right. <laughs> you're either going to go, I guess, look it up online or, or else you're just going to move on with your life. That's it. It's funny in, in chat. Hag says this to him so far of what you said. Uh, this sounds like a mix between the animus puzzles and Assassin's Creed two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cause if you know what he's talking about, I kind of feel like this game would be like that mm-hmm. and the game heavy rain. Sure. Uh, I never played heavy rain, uh, but it wasn't really action heavy. There was a lot of sleuth work going on in that, right? Yeah. There was a I, lot of you know trying that. to figure out key puzzles until sometimes to keep your limbs in that one <laughs> Yeah, way back. Um, we, we encourage you though, just to keep your, your horizon as far as your point of view, kind of keep it broad. Yeah. Uh, a game can be uh, multiple, you know, types of things and this is definitely a version of a game uh mm-hmm. and this guy is getting a lot of praise for his games like chris just alluded to if you go if you pull this up you'd be and you had no idea you'd be kind of surprised yeah yeah i think like when you get to where this game starts and where it ends and what you're thinking about and what they're saying and what his points are i was like wow that went about 10 layers deeper than I thought we were going to get out of this. Um, The one last thing I'll say as we wrap it up here, um, the performances from everyone at different turns, um, the main actress, I can't remember her name that plays uh, the Marissa character. She is great. Um, She, she really, you know, you can feel like she's playing a woman at different points in her life. And you, you get that, you know, that sense of like, yes, this is a person you know, first is a young shy girl who's just hoping to break into this industry to then when she gets to like Minsky, she feels much more confident, right? Like really wanting to push the envelope of like the, the young 20 something or other actor really wanting to push themselves and be a great actress to then the last movie again, feeling like uh, the way it's shot, you know, even down to the fact with the terrible late nineties theme song for the movie, you're like, man, this reeks of some desperation right now because your career has not gone the way you thought it was going to go. But, um, there's one actress that I can't tell you what she's playing in the game. She is also equally great. Um, and when, if you do play it, you will, she will probably be the one who captivates you to keep going and explore more, uh, as you go later and later into this. But, um, I, Look, if you like these kind of games or if you like those first two type of games, if you want something that's a mystery that really kind of makes you think, then this is a must-buy for you. I think this is on John. So one thing that could be fun going forward, particularly if if one of us is reviewing a game and we're we're giving off the impression that we're having a great time with the game, we really like the game, Sure, is, is to read off what would be considered the worst, a soundbite from the worst review of the game. Can I read this to you? Sure. Go for it. I have no opinion on this game. In fact, I'm actually quite interested in jumping into it if, when I get a chance. Mm. So this game was rated a five mm. by this, by this reviewer. And he says, or she immortality is the antithesis of the belief that games are an art form as it's lofty attempts to establish prestige are built upon the language of another medium entirely, which is cinema. 
Sure. It relies on the spectacle of the project alone and not the substance, leaving an empty shell confident in, but not convinced of, its own self-importance. Mm, that Why is that? That feel, sounds fancy. You know, it sounds, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like ego at the beginning of Ratatouille when he's writing his uh, initial yeah, yeah. take. So whenever he finds out this thing was made by a little small, you know, small mouse and uh, that, you know, he, he actually secretly made a movie about the guy's childhood or something. But yeah, that could be fun <laughs> to do going forward. Sure. Um, and if someone's down on it, go, okay, well, here's a positive review. But the most important question I have, mm-hmm. and it's the, fundament, it's the fundamental theme they don't of have our fast show, travel, man. going forward. <laughs> <laughs> is it better than odyssey oh my goodness well i can tell you the boobies are better in this game than the ones in odyssey um okay the uh this is, so this is no joke this is like if i have this up in my screen mm-hmm. and my wife comes downstairs and sees me playing this and she happens to catch that scene she's gonna think, I think i'm watching something look, i'm not look. supposed to watch I You're think on the hub, buddy. I think the part that would get you in trouble with it <laughs> is if like you get that first time you unlock a scene that has nudity because you know like there's definitely suggestive situation like you know think of it like any movie right PG thirteen yeah. movie yeah. where like maybe someone's just sitting on you know someone's groin and they have their shirt on Ooh, or whatever that's fun but the point when you actually have uh, boobies on this for the first time the the part where you would be in trouble John is if she just casually looked over from the couch and you just kept pausing and clicking on the boobie and see where that one takes you and there's a new boobie clip you pause again and click on those boobies and see where Multiple they take you. boobies so, yes. so, so what you did basically yes yeah definitely I'm, I'm did a, that did that yield some results it did it basically gave me all the nude scenes so you know John chat's reminding you that Aiden probably doesn't need to play this game. It's creepy that the chat knows his name. You've said it. He's a, a he, gajillion times. It's when do people listen to me? True. Good point. Well, they did about unions. I'll tell you that much, but oh, yeah, um, <laughs> is it greater than Odyssey <laughs> as a whole though? Yes, it is greater. If you like story, <laughs> if you want story, Ooh, that's a shot. That means Odyssey doesn't have story per Chris. Heard it here first. Does hot shot. Um, hot shot. shot. So, well, uh, Okay, go ahead. This has nothing to do with the review. So no, no, no. I was just going to troll and say, you know, there's no terrible Greek accents in this one. I'm mainly talking about Alexios, John. Who's Alexios? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that uh, Chris played with. Until he quit and then restarted as Cassandra. <laughs> but so what were you going to say before, John? Cassandra first. I would with Cassandra. Wait, what? No, I mean, when um, I get to Odyssey in my journey, you better, Cassandra. Yes, pick Cassandra. Take it from okay. me and John. Uh, did you have one last thing, John? I thought you said you were about to mm-hmm. ask me something. Not about oh. the game. Not about okay. the game. All right. Well, then. Great review, dude. Really good review. Yeah. My my Richard, this, uh, and I feel like, yeah, it's not going to be for everyone. I'll be the first to say that. But for me, I had a great time. Uh, and but you did. I bet you did. I did. It was, you know, as a guy who loves film, I think this was right up my alley even more than the first two games. So, what kind? What, what kind of film? Um, <laughs> I got so many things snu- I can say. <laughs> oh no! Um, 
it would be uh, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Jeez, we're yeah. in game of the year quality. It's definitely on the list right now. Yeah. Is it better than Kirby? Man, that's, did we play that's Kirby hard. this year? That was this year, dude. Oh my god, I don't know if it's better than Kirby, but uh, well, Homeway, no. The story is better than Kirby. Yes, the story. Platforming in Kirby is amazing. Dude. Yes, so, so um, the, but does it have my does it have my heart like Kirby did the first time? I became a huge a freaking car? yeah, <laughs> like the size of a building. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it has my heart that same way, but yeah, check it out if you got Game Pass. It is a game. I don't care what anyone says. It's a game. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Gentlemen, I just want to point out, there was like a two-second moment for once where none of you cut out, and we were all perfectly in the it was in called two. perfect sinkage. Yeah, I yeah, know. I was there. It was, it was well, nice. yeah, I think, I think, I think, Chris, that's to your credit. You have, you have evolved as a, as a really. Let's good not bring podcast. up the word "evolve" ever on this podcast again. Ever. Okay. That's well, let's throwback. talk about. Let's talk about the evolution of combat. <gasps> Pivot. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, I am the brains behind this show. That's why God it help us. Yep. As it should, it's God the of War. rebranding we need. What? <laughs> As it should, God of War Ragnarok is building on the last game's combat system, adding elemental attacks mm. that are tied to the triangle button. <gasps> if you recall from the original 2018 game, that button went virtually unused. Love a good triangle. According to lead combat designer Mihir Sheth. Quote, in the last game, if you pressed triangle, you were called the axe. But if you already had the axe, nothing happened. <laughs> Hold on. Let me test it real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't believe this. If you had the blades of chaos, hello, spoilers, and you pressed triangle, you just went back to the axe. We looked at the concept and wondered, what if you could do something a little bit different with that button? Quote. The functionality is now called weapon signature moves and will infuse either the axe or blades with an elemental element. <laughs> I wrote so you're, that. You're the brains, huh? You're the brains. An, ele- an elemental element. I did. I think I got a call when I wrote that. He's the brains. But yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things, one of the things I'd be severely disappointed in if the combat did not Evolve? change evolve if you will in this game because i can't imagine with the structure of the game that they're going to do a whole lot that's different like they're never like breath of the wild 2 is going to be is not going to be as good as breath of the wild because of how breath of the wild revolutionized what the series was same with god of war so i would hope that they're doing at least some things to refine it um, hey john that was a doomsday outlook on games. right hey did you like uh, god of war or breath of the wild well, well guess what those were the best the next ones are going to suck <laughs> it's all downhill from here he has no idea that that's how it came across he's so confused right now oh sorry john sorry was, john we love you yeah it's right there i'm sorry guys i'm sorry 
God of War is going to blow everybody out of the water. Uh, it's going to be 10 times better than the original. I don't know what I was thinking. Carry on. Bust. Exactly. We've already <laughs> determined it's game of the year. Wait, what? Uh, but I get what you're saying. It's like, how could they mess with that formula? Well, I tell you, Not, Breath of the Wild, they could make the sword last forever. That'd be great. That would be nice. <laughs> game of the freaking year. <laughs> and in God of War, go ahead and give me the Blades of Chaos, dog. Don't make me have to go refine them or whatever again. You know? <laughs> you didn't have to find them. They were just under your bed. The whole time. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing if the opening of Breath of the Wild 2 is the fact that they discovered what the heck a forge was and how to make things stronger <laughs> where they last. I would give that game a 10, a 10 out of 10 right there. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Game of the year. For sure. Uh, some say the game of this current year is Elden Ring. And if you know anything about Elden <gasps> Ring, you know about From Software. That's a pro pivot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Sony and Tencent, you've heard those names before, have increased their stake in Elden Ring developer From Software, now owning over 30% of the company between them. Currently, Sony owns 14.09% of the company to Tencent's 16.25%. Here's a quote. From Software decided to conduct the third-party allotment to SixJoy within the Tencent Group, which has strength in its capabilities to develop and deploy mobile games and other network technologies in the global market, including China and SIE within the Sony Group, which has strength in its capabilities to deploy IP in games, videos, and various other media in the global market, concurrently and separately. That's the end of the quote. And I honestly have no idea what I just read, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably fine. They're with, this in my- <laughs> with this in mind, From Software did double down and emphasize that they will continue to invest in development of more powerful game IPs. One can wonder if is Sony's clout within the company. Sorry, one can wonder. If Sony's. If, okay, if Sony's clout within the company can encourage a fan requested. Bloodborne 2. No one's requesting that, John. Everybody's requesting that. <laughs> I'm requesting including, it. Including me, and I've never played Bloodborne. Should we play Bloodborne for the but show? The th- but the thing about Bloodborne 2, is it going to be as innovative as the original? Therefore, it probably, it's not it's be probably right. If it's right. at, at 60 frames per second, that would be enough. <laughs> um, I'm just going to laugh when it's, a, uh, when it's a mobile game. Because, you know, apparently they're going to make That's what I took games. out of the whole deal. Uh, that... Yeah, it's going to be mobile. Elden Ring mobile. <laughs> yeah, that whole quote is basically telling you, Sean, why their investment is beneficial to their business. Yeah. Each of them, basically. Yeah, it's. but I'm dumb as a brick, so I'm glad I got to read it and not interpret it. In certain ways, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> but uh, what do you guys take away from this? Is this, I mean, obviously, we, we knew it was big news, but... For the average Joe, is anything going to change? No, not really, right? I well, think I think, so. it, I think it's good for Sony to... Uh, Sony's... Uh, obviously, Bloodboard came out exclusive to Sony consoles. So Sony now has a, at least a, a more influential position to to sort of steer um, from software's calendar, if you will, the, its development schedule. And you know that they're one of... I, I think one of the reasons they did this was to really push for another Bloodborne because that Bloodborne game is probably considered in the top five top games on the PlayStation 4 by many people. 
Sure. Even, That's you fair. Know, um, it's one of those games I wish I could get back to play. What's the, but, this is completely potentially off topic. What's the game they released on launch for PS5? Demon Souls. Uh, that well, was, that Demon wasn't Souls. That. Not it related wasn't, at all. Well, it wasn't, it, I don't think it was specifically, it, it wasn't from software who developed, well, right. who remastered, Blue remade, Point. whatever. Uh, yeah, Blue Point. Yeah. But, um, Blue Point. But, <laughs> but, uh, but that game originally wasn't exclusive to PlayStation 3. Nice. So from software and PlayStation, I've always had a good relationship, but I think this yeah. is more designed to, to, you know, they could probably, they probably want more Demon Souls. They probably want more Bloodborne and that would be great for Sony. I don't know if they, if Sony owns the Bloodborne IP like they do Demon Souls. My thing with this. Do they not w- own the IP? I don't know if they do or From oh. Software does, uh, but yeah, that's the case. If From Software does, then... <laughs> The part that's interesting to me in this is obviously Tencent is going to be focused on putting these games as many places as possible versus Sony, who is going to want put it anywhere. Yeah, like exactly. They (laughs) want it, you know, they're like, why wouldn't we put it on PC? Why wouldn't we put it on an Xbox? Right. Because sales. Right. So I think it'll be interesting to find out which one of those becomes the uh, the main force, right, in that argument between them? Because I think they're going to have very different ideas to John's point. Like, Sony probably wants Bloodborne too, but if they don't own it, from software does, Sony probably just wants it on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Whereas Tencent is going to be like, no, put that game everywhere on day one so we can yeah, make a lot, lots of money. A lot of people, a lot of people just want... A lot of people, a bigger part of the community, I think, just wants the original on PC. Yeah, they just want to. Sure. They want to get that frame rate up. Sure. You know, so it'll be interesting to find out which IP they have will be coming incoming <laughs> to various. You stumbled, places. but Wait, I, I yeah. respect for what you tried to do. So I respect I the game. Yeah. Speaking of incoming. <laughs> <laughs> Konami is set to unveil an unknown game in a quote world love franchise at this year's Tokyo Game Show. While much, while not much was said about the game, it was noted that Yuki Kaji will take to the stage to announce it. Kaji is pretty popular uh, in the video game voice acting world, sharing his talents to GTA Five, Final Fantasy Thirteen, Smash Bros, and many more. Uh, as far as Konami, many have speculated it could be a new entry in the uh, Sukuden franchise since he'd lent his talents to that. However, John thinks it should be a Castlevania game. It should be. He's, I don't think John's wrong. I think I need to play a Castlevania game so I can be hyped like John is about him. You never played a Castlevania game? No. Any of them? Not no. a single one. Not, Not a single, single freaking one? Not even Symphony of the Night. Get off this freaking show. Swear full God. Swear full God. <laughs> and I swear I'm a gamer, don't I? <laughs> as long as it's not a Metal Gear game, just stay away from Metal Gear. You know, I mean, if it's, if it's, if we know anything about Konami, it, it, they'll figure out a way to per- disappoint everybody. You're not going to be Contra. It's going to be the new Contra. You know? Well, I mean, Contra It'll came be out terrible last year. if it's Contra. Pro wow. Evolution Soccer 2023 starring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, what do you, yeah. any, do, uh, Chris? Do you have anything? Do you want? You're not. You're not the biggest Konami fan aside from Metal Gear. I Let guess. Let me pull up Konami. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind a new Castlevania game. I'm with you. It's been a while. Pe- it's just been a while. I'm like, who's making it? Right. Like, what's the investment on the game? Is more so my worry. Whatever it is. I think. I think. Oh. I think all I really want is a side-scrolling Dude, Castlevania game. What if but it's yeah. a Silent Hill game? Yeah. I mean, people have been expecting that for a while sure that would be great that would be pretty big Ooh, new dino crisis that would be great too um chris you weren't lying about the uh, pro evolution soccer buddy you're right on that one yeah they're kind of the alternate to old fifa there sean i just didn't realize konami was the thing that's not me i know that your favorite band when it comes to september is earth wind and fire Right. But I think but do you John's, remember? I think John's favorite thing that will happen this September is gonna happen on September tenth. Jeez, that was exhausting. Yeah. A little little But it was a good effort. Earth, wind and fire perspective. A little windy. I was gonna go I was gonna I was gonna go, Sean, your birthday's September tenth, right? And you'd say no. And I'd go, Well, you know what it is? <laughs> Pretty good. That's a legit pivot. So let's do this. Ubisoft forward. Don't tell Mike this because I don't want him involved in this at all. He's going to watch it before you and then send you a text message <laughs> I was, of the in show. Of I the was, credits. Yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft Forward this Saturday will be an Assassin's Creed showcase that will, quote, unveil the future of the franchise. The future! According to the company. Ubisoft has teased the inclusion of the upcoming Assassin's Creed Infinity as well as the recently confirmed Assassin's Creed Mirage that was confirmed last week after repeated rumors um assassin's creed could keep their secrets if not for uh kotaku and uh jason schreier but originally ac infinity was announced in july as quote an important upcoming early in development project end quote between ubisoft quebec and ubisoft montreal the show will also bring updates to mario plus rabbits and skull and bones game of the year can't wait to play it yeah god of war death because God of War's combat and evolution is not going to be refined enough. I'm and really the fact that I won't have a PlayStation. So, yeah. Oh, God. Is there an update on that? There is. Oh, Sean. No, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> what happened, buddy? It's good. It's good, buddy. We'll put no. It. T- all right. We got to put a pin in this, but I want to know. Okay. So <clears throat> I have... I I I'm so excited that no that this is also on a Saturday cuz I am Are we going to watch it together? Yeah, we Can are. you watch this thing? <laughs> is it watchable? <laughs> what time is it on Saturday? Uh, shoot. I don't know. I don't remember what they said. Probably should yeah, put that in we the got news. a game that comes on at noon. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, "Sean, you have you have requirements." We play we play uh by we, I mean, the University of Alabama football team plays Texas in Austin, Texas this year. Is this the team that beat them last year? No. But this is the team that, that was decided. <laughs> no. This is the team no. that decided uh their That was true, Texas A&M that beat us last year. They're, okay. they're jerks to our band, so our band won't be there. Seriously? Yeah, they were going to stick them into the upper deck. So, <laughs> they said, "No, nah, we we'll have no band. We just got to play yeah. football." That's cool. Nice. They can just rest in silence every time we score. Man, 
Witnessing death. They should on be the able field. to funnel in the fight song of this score, though. To be honest, witnessing death on the field without music—that sounds brutal, right? That's going to be brutal. Okay, but uh, I'm really yeah, interested to I'm, see yeah. Mirage. Um, I'm I'm just like, what is this thing? What are they trying to do? Yeah. I'm either going to be really excited or really pissed off, and you're going to know, ladies and gentlemen, come it, next Tuesday. Everything Man. keeps saying is that it's more <laughs> like the original Assassin's Creed game. And I'm like, are they just talking about the sense that they're stripping out the RPG elements and making it more of like, hey, we're going to unlock abilities as you go along, right? Um, and just have a few Wait, the upgrades. new ones are RPG elements? Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like they're, like the, they're like the Witcher. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're more no, than that. They're very, U- <laughs> they're very Ubisofty. Yeah, well, I, I mean, uh, one of the things about Origins that Chris likes so much is he often compared it to the Witcher. Mm-hmm. That was probably the closest one, but uh, <sighs> this last really? one was the most RPG of them all. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested if that means like that's what it is, or, or are we going back to where, you know, the attacks are not on your triggers. They're on, you know, hitting square, I guess, if you're on your PlayStation, right? Um, and then just dodging things, you know, <laughs> it's up to you. Or uh, as far as like what, I guess says what is something classic Assassin's Creed versus new to me. I'm just hoping it means a a much more tighter experience because the one thing I think if you're looking at people who haven't enjoyed these new ones as we've gone along uh, would be would would say is like those games are really massively long with huge upgrade trees and maybe folks wouldn't mind the evolution to the combat if it meant they could have a game that takes 20 to 30 hours instead of 90 to 120 uh, to beat. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't it. think people want less content, Chris. I think you're wrong on that. But I do have a, I mean, you could be right. You, I haven't played those games, so I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. But I do know this ties back into what John is sick of from our intro. Uh, I got some bad news for John because per the chat, our very good friend Mike is in the chat and he says he is in the AC Infinity test team. <laughs> He's getting a copy of the game before you and <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Uh, also, I need to update everybody because uh, I said it on the recording. We were worried about our um, our tradition. Uh, Heg did show up in the chat, and he did let us know things that are already better than Odyssey. One of the most recent was Metal Gear Solid. Is like way, 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 way better than Odyssey. He's not right. Uh, and and then he also said Origins is better than Valhalla, which is better than Odyssey. Yeah. So there you go. We it, the tradition has continued. Look at, look at Mike's. Look at yeah, Mike's. And that represents the one he played the latest in sequence. He played Odyssey first, Origin second, <laughs> Valhalla. He's not so wrong. it's like his his favorite thing is always the latest thing you played. You haven't realized are you, that? Are you calling him a poser? I wouldn't say a poser. I think he comes by. No, he, he just admitted. He said, You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's a poser. I'm kidding. Speaking of traditions, if you're a fan of Harry Potter and the things that are in the movies and books, you might be a little let down by some news I'm going to give you about the video game. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's going to be no playable Quidditch. Unsubscribe. Uh, That kind of sucks, but I don't know how it would play in, so I don't know how to feel about it. The world is patiently, of course, of waiting, uh, awaiting to wield our wands and enter the wizarding world. Uh, The possibilities seemed endless. Then we found out that Quidditch will not be included. According to, oh my God, what just happened? I hit a button. It's fine. The uh, According to the developer, Quidditch is not playable in Hogwarts Legacy. 
Hmm. However, broom flight for traversal and broom race challenges are part of the game. Players can also fly brooms to explore new and familiar locations surrounding Hogwarts Castle. That is legit, and that makes me happy. The good news is, if you want to go ahead and get sorted into your house, this is also very cool. You can do that by linking your WB Games and Harry Potter fan club accounts and transfer all of your data. So that's pretty cool. Give them your data. <laughs> Have you guys uh, ever been sorted into a house? Yeah. By, like the personality test? Yes. Yeah. What are you? I'm Raven Hufflepuff. Claw. Hufflepuff? Raven's yeah. Claw. Just Ravenclaw, Chris. Not Raven's Claw. Think, it's like Long's I th- Claw. <laughs> I think I'm Gryffindor. You can't mean, remember. Th- th- I mean, that's... I have a Hufflepuff shirt. I don't remember. Depends on the personality test. I've been... I think I've it been... how you felt on that day. <laughs> no, it... <laughs> It's like the way you, there's different personality tests you could take, Sean. Uh, Sean, Sean, did you but, know? But uh, I don't, I don't care about the Quidditch thing. That's yeah. not, that's not the draw for me. I just want to play with my wand and <laughs> yeah, you do that every day. Go, go to Hagrid's house. <laughs> I, I do. It is very exciting to know that my transport mode will be a broom. That's kind of cool, and that kind of makes me think about. What's the game that's very similar as far as the narrowness of a broom that I've played? And when you hop on your speeder in Destiny, it's pretty pretty smooth. But I don't want my traversal to be just a broom. I want a port key. I want a I want the flu powder and all that stuff. You or just saying? to be able to. I just wanted you to know that I knew all these terms. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of proud of you right now. I, I, you kind of got me flabbergasted. Did you guys you know the? the uh, huh? Have you the, read the book, Sean? Like several times. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys know yeah. the sigil for Ravensclaw is a pivot table? Most people don't know that. Chris, I'm not going to allow you to say Ravensclaw like you do SNES. It's not going to happen because it's not right. You get a pass on SNES because technically those are the letters in that word. So, so, I just got you to say SNES twice. I'll say Ravenclaw. <laughs> so so about this this term for the Super NES that Chris does, mm-hmm. I want the audience to know and realize that before the, before this show, when Chris would talk to me about Super NES games, he would say Super NES. That's a lie. When Chris found out that I was irritated by that utterance, he continued to use it. For sure. <laughs> do you see how, ladies and gentlemen, Chris and I just eat at each other? Before, we before just, we I would... It, we do it to each other on purpose. Before, <laughs> I would switch between the two. It just depended on the moment. But yeah, once mm-hmm. I found out, it's like, well, now... It's I'm, on. Yeah. It's on. Now I know I'm not going to say it Now it has to be said. Now. Uh, you know, we're like friends and family. Not even kind of. Yes, we are. Yeah. And you wonder why you're number six. (laughs) Microsoft has revealed the long rumored friends and family plan for Xbox game pass. Uh, the plan will allow you to share with up to four other friends and family members, uh, and is being tested in Ireland. That's an Island and Columbia. That's not an Island where it will essentially cost $21 per month. While 21 pr- pounds, I should have said. Oh, 21 pounds. Okay. 21 uh, pounds. While right. pricing hasn't been announced for the U.S., figures show roughly $10 <laughs> above the original price of Games Pass. That'd be 20 bucks, right? Or nineteen yeah. ninety-nine. Sorry, 20, 21 euro is what it was, actually. Uh, 21 euro. The plan should be announced in additional regions soon. Well, that's cool. I think that's a nice little perk, especially if like, you know, shoot. If you think about it, the four of us could just go in on one plan, right? 
and we'd have everything. Though I do wonder, does the family one have ultimate or is it just the base version? Um, so Chris, can you put us on your plan? You know, for as long as I know you're using it. Sure. Did you notice that you can now play in 64 games on your switch? I did did you notice that happened? Yeah, that happened. You didn't, you didn't tell me. I didn't get the update from the John family you plan. You didn't get I, an email? You know, I expect whenever you change things that you will send me the latest John's family plan newsletter so I know what's available to me now. Yeah, so now you can uh, you can access You upgraded, all huh? I did. Was and the reason Mario and the Kart? reason well well my sister my sister is Wait, on my family plan. Have I have a sister. sister. What? I have a sister. And her husband was talking about not only uh you know what could take him away from World of Warcraft is playing the original Legend of Zelda on uh, Ocarina of Time, and so I was like, "Oh, you can you can actually play that on Switch now if you upgrade to the family plan." And he goes, "I I don't know. I want to play it on PC." I'm like, okay. So I went ahead and upgraded to the family plan, and I'm like, "Josh, check this out. All you got to do is just connect this thing." to your computer monitor and it's like you're playing it on PC. She was like, Oh, I'm going to do that. So I basically upgraded because my brother-in-law wanted to play Ocarina of time. Nice. But that's pretty yeah. nice. Sorry for boring you guys. You didn't at all. I was very captivated by the story and I was like, who's Josh. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like a phantom. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> oh. CD Project Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077's first expansion, after how many years? First expansion Two. is called Phantom Liberty. That's kind of, it sounds like a uh, Metal Gear Solid title. Phantom. It really does. The kick is that this expansion will only be released for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. The announcement marks the first major expansion since the game's awful launch on consoles. <laughs> Keanu Reeves will return, which shocks me. Uh, Keanu Reeves will return as Johnny Silverhand in the expansion. Spoilers then, I guess he didn't die. Like, Well, they could have easily well, not, recorded all could, this. I didn't know anything, but now I know he's back, okay? According to the game director, Gabriel Amantangelo... <laughs> <laughs> just go with it quote we're having a lot of fun with the expansion and effing it up no he didn't say that part it's it, a was, new yeah. it's a new style of plot a new cast of characters and will expand on a district in night city where it primarily takes place end quote what i want to know from you guys <gasps> new district if you think it's unfair because i think it's kind of a no-win situation damned if you do damned if you don't you think it's unfair that adopters of this game on the on the on the last gen consoles don't get this don't get to don't even get to have access to it i mean they've never got they've never really fixed those versions of the game it's like if they do put it out fans would be unhappy and if they didn't put it out as they're not they're unhappy i think they had to gauge which unhappy was the most unhappy <laughs> did that make any sense at all Yes, I kind of understood what you're saying. <laughs> kind of. I, um, I speak I speak Haywood. <laughs> is it yeah. 
Is it fair? No, of course it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you made a purchase. You were told, hey, they were planning expansions. Uh, I don't think anyone should have had to buy, you know, has a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X should therefore be thinking, oh, well, I have to go upgrade my console now to play the DLC for the game that I bought where you told me there was expansions coming for it. On the other side, you know, it's obvious why they're doing it. It's this game was near impossible to run on old tech and it would create the, you know, it would turn this into probably a four year development to make this one expansion for the game. If they wanted to work on everywhere on release and they're not going to do that. So why not just go ahead and move on to the next gen where you have none of the limitations you had previously and where people honestly want to play this game the most. I think Chris, you're going to want, we're going to want to look at the chat. We have one of our, one of our rare somethings that Odyssey is better than I'm being bullied in real time. This is happening, (laughs) but it was right after you got a compliment about your shirt from the biggest (laughs) Cobra Kai fan of all time. (laughs) Yeah. And somehow back getting back to business, cyberpunk 2077 is better than Odyssey. Oh, you kiss my grits. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of grits, you can get a new game about grits in the free games for September. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no, you can't. On PlayStation Plus, uh, you can get yourself uh, the need for speed, and that one is heat. Uh, <laughs> you can get Grand Blue Fantasy versus. Versus who? Uh, I don't know. Okay. And then you can also get Toem. Toem. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, 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 no. Sorry, that was a mistype and I misread it wrong. That's a Tome. I don't T-O-M-E. know. It could be Toem. It could be Toem or Tome. You can see it in the free PlayStation Plus games area. Um, for Xbox Game Pass, it gets a little better. All right. Uh, we got Grid Legends. <laughs> We got a game that me and John are covering next week called Disney Dreamlight Valley. The game looks amazing, by the it way. Does. It really does. <laughs> uh, we got the Opus Magnum. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of uh, Sims and Trains, I got and Worlds. I'll tell you what, you're going to get Train Sim World Three. I love guess a good train. Guess what we're playing what? or covering the week after that? <laughs> trains. Chris. Chris is continuing his sim game playing tour. Choo choo. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of that scary train game coming out? Like Charlie Choo Choo or something like that. Oh, Please tell yeah. me it's called Scary Train Game. No, <laughs> no it's, it's called Choo Choo Charlie or something like that. You're yes. right. Yeah. And the train Charlie? is scary. Like yes. That. Yeah. It may already be out, but it, is it, it on Steam? I don't know, but it's a train that wants to kill you, John. That's all I know. Yeah. What's it and called? you have to run away from it on your train. <laughs> Choo Choo Charles. It's a survival. Choo Choo Charles. Game. Yeah. You mess with Choo- Charles if you want to. Choo Choo Charles. <laughs> it's real, bro. I want to say somebody on like uh, Twitch oh got an early access God. to it. Oh, and my God. It was God. scary, bro. It's a survival Something about it. Yeah. It's a survival horror game. It Killer is, Trains. Oh. Greater than Odyssey, folks. Yes, for sure. That, for sure. That, Adding to wish list. Right. <laughs> uh, finally, for Xbox Game Pass, ladies and gentlemen, you can get the Fallout 76 Expeditions, and this one is called The Pit. Uh, Sean, we should play this. Uh, we should probably crack open our copies of Fallout 76 at this point and see what, what uh, the game has. Uh, uh, well, gentlemen, uh, in case you were unaware, uh, The Pit is a famous location from, I believe it's Fallout 3. 
Mods, so. can we ban Chris? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's also just the first half of the month releases because I know there's some others in the back half that are coming. So keep that. That's in mind. for next week's news, man. Why are you spoiling things? Because <laughs> I just want people to know. <laughs> no, I think Fallout I think- 76 is equal to Odyssey. That's that is oof. 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 You did not mean that, John. He may have. We don't know. John John uh infamously got the uh Xbox edition that came with Fallout 76 and immediately traded it in. Like opened his console up and handed it to the people at GameStop. <laughs> we should we should do a shirt that says weekly games chat better than Odyssey. And not let Haig buy one. That's what mm. I'm saying. Am I it, muted? He did tell it, us we're the world's most okayest podcast. A little most, further up. The yeah. most, that's he, what for some reason, for some most reason, he misspelled, he misspelled you, okayest, and it was a whole other word. I don't know how he did that. It was amazing. Just mm. wondering, can you go through Odyssey where all you do is punch people in the face with your bare fist? Then it would be, gosh. See, that makes Fallout better. No matter how bad of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, everybody's heard it. It launched terribly, but seventy six has apparently gotten a little better. Yeah. Kind of like I don't know if it's on the same level like that. No Man's Sky is at now, but No Man's Sky is like better than it's ever been right now. They continue to make that game have content. Well, and I'll tell you right now, Bethesda is not giving up on seventy six. I don't know why. Well, speaking of franchises where things haven't been going great, um, before I tell you what it is, I have to do this first. Finally this week. See, I did it like that because it's Halo. So, you know, the beginning of Halo. You kind of started doing that like that a lot, and I don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But anyways, Halo Infinite is getting Forge mode on November 8th, 2022, and a full release of the online campaign co-op will now arrive on the same day. In the same announcement, split-screen co-op has been canceled entirely. Quote, in order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development and to better address player feedback and quality of life updates, we have reallocated studio resources and are no longer working on local campaign split screen co-op. Man, that was about as much of a PR statement wording I've, I've read this week. <laughs> but um, yeah, life ain't good for old Halo Infinite. <laughs> uh, Mike, listen up. I think this game is dead right now. I don't know if they can do anything to bring it back at this point. And I don't think even Forge mode, because it sounds like that's going to have limitations at launch, uh, is going to save them. Uh, I don't think the online campaign at this point can save them. The fact that there's not split-screen co-op I don't think is a huge deal, just because they didn't have it in 5 either, but they shouldn't have promised it if they didn't think they were going to do it. And most importantly, none of this fixed their fixes their biggest issue, which has been since day one, uh, they don't release enough content in seasons to keep people invested. You know, 
parts of this game are still broken as far as big team battle. When we're talking about the multiplayer, there hasn't been new maps like they've promised. There hasn't been, I mean, I think like the next battle pass is like that November release date. And that's supposed to go all the way to like March of next year, which just doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm to a point where I'm like, some people need to be relieved of, of duties at three, four, three, because this has just been a problem for a while now going all the way back to, I'd say five. Um, well, that's probably, I like that. You said that it like, kind of leads into a question we have from our Twitch chat. Uh, this would be Panda Claus. He says, well, with all this, do y'all trust? Uh, he says, Microsoft, or they say Microsoft with future exclusive games. I, I mean, as a company, sure. Because this is one studio. Right. Yeah, this is three four three. I wouldn't trust. Yeah, if you're going to put three four three in charge of everything, no. But you know, I trust Playground Games. I trust Obsidian. Uh, I trust, for the most part, most of the Bethesda soft, you know, uh, game studios there under that umbrella. And I definitely trust um, the Coalition with what they've earned. Right. Everyone loved Gears Five. Everyone loved Gears Four. So. I don't know, but with this, they have clear problems. Like sure. Halo infinite was a great campaign and I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed what was basically essentially a beta for the multiplayer. But since then, once you finish the game, there's not much more that's going to bring you back unless you just really like a very core loop. And it sucks because for anyone who's actually played the halo infinite multiplayer, it's really good for what it is, right? It's got the right formula. It just does not have content and doesn't seem to have people in place who know how to generate content for it um, to make it appealing to people out there. With that said, I did enjoy Halo Infinite's uh, main story quest. For sure. That was, is, that was legit. Is split screen realistic for an open world like this? Uh, it would be pretty hard. It would be very hard to do. I mean, obviously, I mean, they, they promised it. Yeah. So it was on them to, to deliver it. But I just, it, it, that's the, that's what came to my mind when I heard they were canceling. I'm like, oh yeah, open world. That's got, they probably decided that we, we, this is too difficult to do. I can't well, think of this. And, and, and with split screen, it's like a nostalgia based feature. Yeah. Am I sitting next to you in the same room? You know, who, who yeah. does it anymore? And again, well, right. it, it, and again, it still goes back to three four three promising it. They didn't deliver it. Okay, there are still households clear. where there's probably a dad or a mom with their little kid gamer, and they want to play it together. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, remember, yeah, there's the art part of this that we're not thinking about. Like with all these problems, I think it's the number one thing that's holding them up. Everything they're doing right now has to work on an original Xbox One, not an Xbox One X or an Xbox One S. Day one console Xbox one, which is severely limited. And you know, we're, we're up here. We're talking about, is it fair with cyberpunk for, for them to move on? Like I said, that's the reason they did it. They did it because it's near impossible to develop for those consoles. Cause the tech in them is just so outdated at this point. Um, I think Microsoft, if they were smart at this point would just leave the Xbox one and say, what's there is there. We're not going to remove it. It's there for you if you want it. But going forward, we are specifically developing for the next gen and PC. That's what we're, you know, developing for. Well, one, 
Well, one of the interesting things, I, I don't know how long, what, 343's maybe been doing... Since 4? Halo, yeah, which is about 10, 15 years in between there. So they've been... 2011? The fans in general have never liked 343. Nah. For different For different reasons in every game. Um, and one of the, but one of the things that's interesting about Microsoft is internal studios, there are exceptions, but their internal studios seem to have a lot more trouble than what they acquire that has the, that, that has its own infrastructure. The things that they acquire with the infrastructure already in place to where Microsoft simply pumps more money into them, like Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Bethesda ultimately still makes its own decisions with relative guidance from Microsoft. Sure, they're still. I mean, they're still a separate company. They have a separate company name on the masthead and everything, just like Activision's going to have. Yeah, and it just it just seems like there's this with their with their exceptions being coalition. You know, yeah, <laughs> it just seems that Microsoft has trouble dealing and and managing their internal structure. I don't think they have like. It, it's almost like it makes the case for why they should be doing what they do, which, you know, a lot of people forget this Sony for the most part, what Microsoft did here, you know, sure. It's on a much larger scale in terms of the amount of money they're willing to spend. And you know, where we are today versus like when Sony was primarily doing this, but people forget like the majority of Sony owned studios were third party studios that they did projects with and then acquired right mm-hmm. the the big exception being sony santa monica um where and of course sony japan right i don't think xbox has ever produced even though i love the coalition they've never produced a studio on the level of quality of sony santa monica but you you would hope that maybe because they're getting better at finding studios that they partner well with like for instance bethesda softworks i think it was a great key to that obsidian is another one where you can start to look at and be like, Oh, this is the equivalent of when Sony bought naughty dog, or this is the equivalent of when, you know, Sony bought, um, the folks who do the ghost of Tsushima and, um, Oh, why can't I remember their name right now? But you know, those sucker punch, sucker punch. Thank you. Like making in all those wonderful, uh, insomniac here, uh, of course, also like, hopefully that's, what's going to come of this. It's like, Oh, now they own blizzard. And they can get Blizzard the resources to be Blizzard and may do the best things Blizzard can be. Um, hopefully, that's what comes of it. I don't know though. Do you think? Do you think the answer is to fire leadership in three four three? Because it seems like it just seems like three four three is a is a studio that just can't seem to satisfy the fan base. They've never. It's like Bungie left, and everybody was like, "You're not my daddy." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bungie's my daddy. I think first they need to decide what they want Halo to be. Do they want to be a free to play, you know, games as service type thing? And if they do, I think the learning experience for Microsoft has been just because we spend a lot of money at 343 Studios, it doesn't mean that we actually have the infrastructure necessary to do that at 343 Studios. Like people just don't realize Epic as a company, right? Probably of all their employees, I'd be willing to bet 70% of people who work for Epic, all they do is make content for Fortnite. That's what their job is. Why? Because Fortnite is never going to be in a situation where content is not ready to go with the marketing deals that they make. 
for lack of a better term, it's a sweatshop. Exactly. Like they, you know, and it's the same with Apex Legends, um, mm-hmm. with Call of Duty Warzone. There, there's a reason why Activision, with all those studio acquisitions they made, where it's like, cool, you made a Tony Hawk game. Well, tough luck. Guess what you do now? You support Call of Duty because Call of Duty's got to go out because Call of Duty pays the bills. That's the way this works. You have to have a a very large chunk of people that you cannot pull off if you want to have a live games service. They have to be, you know, pretty much in their iron dome that no one can penetrate into. Nothing I, like a good pull off that can't be penetrated. <laughs> I I don't know if there's if they have that ability to just all of a sudden build a studio like that for them. And I don't know if there's someone they could just go acquire and, and, you know, without telling them straight to their faces, this is what you're going to do now. You're a halo team, right. To make this work. Well, Halo's a pretty big effing brand for Microsoft. You would think yeah. they'd tighten that on up. Sure. Are there microtransactions in this game? Um, uh, there are, well, there's the, the season passes and there's okay, cosmetics you can yeah. buy. So let me ask you guys this though. I was looking up uh, the last, let's just call them the last three main halo entries that three, four, three was involved in four, five and infinite. How would you rank those? I think the full package. Yeah. Just rank them, put them one, two, three, four, then infinite, then five. Well, no, no, I'm going to say four five, then infinite. No. I'm going to go with so that. You are, so your official thing is you are saying they're getting worse. Well, the thing is, if if they hadn't made the decision, if they had just told fans, sorry, but the game isn't ready and we're not going to ship it without being a complete package, right? Right, right. I think a lot of this goes away. At least, you know, maybe the they would still have problems with the online as far as content. But you would have a complete, here's the forge on day one. Here's, you know, a multiplayer. It did feel very disjointed. It yeah. really did. Here's multiplayer really with together. 15 maps, right, with the season one battle pass. And then here is the complete, you know, campaign with online co-op on day one. If that was coming, say, next spring or, or fall, right, how great, you know, because you saw it. We, Me and Sean, we felt it. Everyone in the Halo community felt it this time last year, like when they came out of nowhere and gave us the beta for free. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, followed it up with it. No one was saying bad things about this game. No, that's why. I mean, I'm not thrown off because I have been keeping up with it. But yeah. it is kind of a weird perspective to be sitting here a year later going, wow, they're calling it a dead yeah. game. And that game was lit Yeah, when we were playing it. And kind of crazy. It is what it is. So you're saying basically they need manpower and a lot of it. Yeah, they might just want to have dedicated. To, uh, you know, to Sean's point, like it's such a big property, you might want to just let this thing die because I don't know if it can be saved and kind of. Or they at least needs to go. They need to go quiet for maybe a year. Yeah, and then just and just collect a bunch of content, get it together, and maybe just relaunch as a a, a new game just called Halo come evolved right and it's literally just multiplayer and it's a it's a games as service and that's what they are from they're now gonna on. say halo the infinite collection <laughs> uh, that'd be great but anyways um guys we talked a lot about halo infinite right there yeah. do you think it's enough that we can wrap this up you know never just to be safe okay
<laughs> Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the Yeah, he makes me chuckle every time. I'm sure you guys and gals know that. This is the part of the show we kick off. We call it emails, but you know it's a lot more than that. This is your content. Um, it also is kind of like your homework, because if we don't get emails, Chris is going to Thanos the show. So Came close. Um, we <laughs> apparently came close. We do got a few we're going to read this week from our official email, which is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can start reading them if you want, um, and I maybe you'll take the last one or however y'all do it. I'll take whatever. Uh, I'll do the first one, I guess. Okay. Uh, this is titled number two, and it number is two. number number two. If I were to make a joke about number one, would you join me in a laugh? <laughs> Thank the gods. That's a Sir Patrick Stewart. Right there. Sorry. Who? Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is from Alejandro. And he says, gentlemen, at least in real life. Uh, yeah, because if you remember last week, he talked about what we choose in games, men or women. True. He did. Right. You're right. My memory is the one that apparently was yeah, in the I should not have remembered that. <laughs> How do you remember remember that? But right. you can't remember like, yes, Sean, we went to an Alabama game together. We did? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for last week's show. Uh, it's good to know that I'm not the only femship out there. See guys, uh the 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 slang, you know, the SNES slang for for the female uh, shepherd. Band, this guy. Yeah, for female shepherd in Mass Effect is femship. Femship. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm worried about Chris's moral compass. Uh, <laughs> you should be. Sean spelled it perfectly. Gave yes. a nice review of Red Matter Two and mentioned that he's eager to try Red Matter One. But in my experience—that's always a disappointment. Uncharted, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed are a few examples. He's not wrong. Uh, my question is: Have you ever finished a number two and then enjoyed a number one even more? Keep those bangers coming, Alejandro. This was sent from his POS. That stands for piece of John, if you know, you know, uh, work computer. Nice. So Here, what is but he here's ask, the deal. What is he asking? Number two, number one? Like you take a dump, John, and then you immediately <laughs> pee, and it's better than the, the douche you just took. Yes. Have you ever had that happen? All I'll the let time. You, I'll let you sit on that for a minute. But we have some direct confliction that John has mentioned in this very podcast about the Red Matter 1 and 2 situation. And you gave fine examples of successive games that were better than the originals. But to John's point, he did highlight that God of War and Breath of the Wild, you know, the next iterations of those games are going to suck. So by John's uh, measurement, I played the worst of the Red Matters. No, By your measurement, I played the worst of the Red Matter. Wait, what? But I think he's going with the number one game in the franchise. The first one versus the second one ever. True. That could be where, yes, that could be where we we differ a little bit. He's kind of right. Adds up, right? He's got some good ones. Even John, you know, John will admit that Super Metroid is definitively better than Metroid. Uh, I mean, Bioshock 2 is definitively better than Bioshock 1. You shut your face. That's the one exception. But But Bioshock Infinite is definitively better than Bioshock. 
Wow. I knew and last, one of these days. And Last of Us Part 2 is definitively better than Last of Us Part no, 1. No, it's not. No, it is not. Not even kind of. Not even a little bit. Okay, no. a little bit. But no. I mean, no. there's no Pearl Jam song in, in Last of Us Part 1. I know. I played Zelda, a little bit. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, is infinitely better than the original Legend of Zelda. Oof, that's hard right there. <laughs> Mario two is definitively worse than Mario one. That's, that's probably true. That's true. Yeah. So it does occur every now and then, but Mario two is a fantastic game. It's just, yeah, it it wasn't Mario Mario (laughs) one, but it got us ready for Mario three, which was the real Mario two, right? Contra one was better than Contra two. That's the second time I brought up Contra, you know, Madden, uh, 95 was better than Madden 94. Which are both better than Madden 2023. I don't understand how that just worked, but okay. Yeah, you're not wrong though. Uh, I have to, I have to actually kind of give you the nod there that most of the time, the sequels, if there is a sequel, they make it a little better than the first one. I'd still want to play it just to for the context of the story and some things that happened. John, yeah, look at her. Well, I know she, she was. She's she just just won't stop staring at me. What? Are you reading the next one or is John? Because uh, there's see. two. What? Well, it's it read if whoever reads them needs to read both of them. Okay. And then I, yeah, John, you read both of them, then I'll read the next one. All right. This is from Juan Rodriguez. You said that wrong. You said that wrong. Juan. Well, you know. I can't read Spanish very well. Yeah. Joan Rodriguez. All right. First of all, hello. 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 Sorry I haven't wrote in two episodes. Probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me move this over so I can see it. I'm getting old. I really smirked a lot on the last episode as I am 100% with Sean on this subject. If I play a male version in any game, I'm going hard in the paint on hookup mode. <laughs> if I play the female, ain't no one getting. <laughs> oh no, the things you don't expect John to laugh at are the best. <laughs> ain't no one getting this cookie. <laughs> I'm all. I can't finish this. I'm all out going. I'm. What? I'm. I'm going all out, Karen. Anyways, I've been playing a little game called Narita Boy, hey. and boy, have I been stuck in the main screen theme for almost an hour. I love this freaking track, and speaking of boy, cannot wait for Ragnarok. Nice. I have <laughs> set a few, I'm still laughing about that cookie. <laughs> uh, I have set a few vacation uh-huh. days for it and got a second controller since Sony can't make a controller that lasts more than an hour. Who can these days? You're not wrong. And they have a terrible drift if you happen to have one of those like I did. But I've heard about that. I almost wish that instead of a pro controller, they offered a cheaper version without haptic and lights. Hmm. Novel. I would be waist deep in that. Say what you want about Nintendo, but the Pro Controller battery life lasts longer than Resident Evil did on Netflix. True. Dang. He's not wrong. Bring in in the content, guys. And John, congrats on the Series X. It is a very well-designed console. And Sean, the next time you play a game with possible hookups, keep your Richard out of the back USB. Oh, my God. (laughs) Then he's got a picture. 
of a welder, John. Can you describe that welder, like what it says and everything? <laughs> this is a picture of a welder with the with the whole mask down going to town on Sean's PS5. I mean, terrible. Just, looks like he's melting it, <laughs> <laughs> but he's fixing it, right? All right, so yeah, he's fixing it. We got another email from Juan. Jeez, <laughs> that's funny. I just thought of something. Is Sean's PS5 <laughs> repair guy going to play God of War before he is? <laughs> <laughs> funny, not funny, right? You might want to check check the save file, bro. Just saying. You're not. You you know, I've already. We've already kind of <laughs> joked about that. And this picture is He's a like guy quiet. sitting He's at a like, table. That's the original uh, disassembly video uh, that they did. The teardown. <laughs> but it, yeah. Oh, but this yeah. PlayStation is gigantic. <laughs> That's what yours yeah. gonna look like when he comes back, though. <laughs> so, John, he's gonna, is a, he's, he's gonna be playing Ragnarok and saying to you, "It's not fixed yet, bro. It's not fixed yet." <laughs> so, to give you an update, this is a perfect time to kind of fill this in, and I'll make it kind of fast. Uh, PlayStation's still technically not back at the house. It's it's kind of fixed, but kind of not. So, if you remember in the last edition, that fan. Uh, switch kind of broke off the motherboard. My repair guy was like, I have confidence we can fix it. Turns out that motherboard had four connections that needed to be resoldered back on. He got three of the four on really good. Noticed the fourth one wasn't on. Come to find out the fourth connection was a very important connection because it controlled fan speed. Meaning if it doesn't connect, the console will tell the fan to go either fast or slow, depending on the situation and if it's not getting a signal, obviously it's not going to do that. If you find a way to kind of hotwire it, the fan's either going to be all the way on 10 all the time or not on at all. Uh, but we have a workaround potentially that is actually in the mail now as we speak. So so at this point, does the 150... 251. Okay. 251 for Sony. So does that seem like it in hindsight that was probably more worth it than what you've had to deal with? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because I, I, I he's had he he's a good guy, and if he ever listens to this, I'm not bashing you. Yeah, that's not the intent. It's just that it's what sucks out of the whole deal is that the, the update to the story, the USB is working. It was fixed. It is charging a controller. The fan it's, issue happened as a complete accident while yeah. repairing the USB. Well, I'm not bashing him either, but it seems like a lot of time has gone by. Yeah, I don't think for I'm him, in the main for him focus. To- <laughs> Sean's okay. Let's put it this way: Sean's uh, favorite Marvel superhero now is Captain Hindsight. Because if he had yeah. been able to talk to him, he probably would have gone a different route. I don't even know if I would have sent it in to Sony. Um, there was one thing that I floated out there, and it was just getting a USB hub. Use the one existing one I got, not do a thing until, you know, that one would go out if it would. But I ran across something that said if your USB broke and you have those connectors on the inside that potentially touched or will touch, if you cut your PlayStation on once or if you continue to cut it on and they touch while that's on, you could burn up some of the motherboard. And that's what scared me. So that's why I chose to do what I did, put a filler out on Facebook have a have a friend say he understood what flux was and here we are but hey we've generated content you know do you, do you remember my old samsung tv drama yes. a couple of years back i think i've have you trumped at this point this is worse yeah this is good lord this is bad but the update is so there'll be a jumper 
because he found a way to make that fourth. Remember the three out of the four, the fourth one touched to get power. But I'll have to have something called a variable resistor mm-hmm. that I'm going to be able to control the fan speed on. <clears throat> and you go, what? what? It sucks so, because like P- PC guys know that you have internal apps that you can turn on and you can see your span, fan speed. You can see the internal temperature of your PlayStation. You can control it as needed. Uh, I'm going to have to just wing it. So he's adding components to your PS5 yeah. that weren't manufactured. Yeah, but he's a computer guy. It's fine. Everything's fine. I just want to play with PlayStation, bro. I can't wait to see this thing. I can't. Oh, it's going to look. You'd have to take the hood off of it, if you will, to see the but motherboard. You said you're going to have to do hope, some controller th- stuff. Like, I hope so it's, it's like so almost f- like there's a switch on the. I inside. pictured like I don't know how to describe it, but if you've seen them, if you're if you have a spouse, for example, that has a candle warmer, and on that candle warmer there's a wire that comes out that has one of those knobs that you can kind of do the switch. It's like a circle switch. You know, you spin it to cut on lamps. Some lamps are like that. I thought something that long would be hanging out my PlayStation. He laughed at me and said, no, 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 no. It's going to be very discreet. It's going it, to, your PlayStation five is going to look like it's been assimilated by the Borg. If I get it back and it looks like Frankenstein's PlayStation, I'm going to be kind of mad. But I don't think it will. I'm going to have bolts coming out of the side. <laughs> make sure you're grounded, bro. And make sure you pull this lever before you push the eject button. What? You got to wear one of those uh, bracelets. <laughs> right. You got to wear one of those bracelets. He's like, whatever you do, make sure you have rubber, rubber soles on when you turn your PlayStation on. <laughs> it's funny, but not and funny. You've, gotta, you've got to rub thermal paste on your face <laughs> every time you play. It's funny, not funny. I want to cry, but we can laugh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if uh, man, I hope your house doesn't blow up. I no, swear dude. to God. Well, and the caveat is <laughs> potentially it is not confirmed, but I may have come across a PlayStation in the wild at a store. Well, I did not pursue the purchase because I have friends who talk some, I think some decent sense into me. Well, uh, and, and then as this, the first chance they got, one of the friends made fun of me and said I wasn't a true gamer for not going ahead and pulling the trigger. That's well, the kind last, of friends I got. Last week, all week long, I was putting a PlayStation 5 into my cart on Walmart.com all um, week. I was just for me. Well, no, I mean, well, I didn't realize you were, I didn't realize it might have been beneficial to you. I would have told you. Uh, and you, and on the PlayStation website, I was yeah. putting it into my cart all week long, just kind of curious to see it, just to see. And I was last week was probably the best week I've ever seen of being able to get a PlayStation five. If you wanted one. Well, that coincides with what I saw and was seeing at stores and seeing through the people that I, the channels I go through, uh, they seem to not, you're not going to have a hundred at a store. Mm-hmm. You may have four or five yeah. every couple of days, get to the store. Yeah. I, th- I think I saw one at the GameStop a couple of weeks ago. And it didn't, even re- it didn't even register until I walked out of the store and I went, wait a minute. And I walked back in and there it was. It like, was yeah. in the case? It was just in, sitting in the case. Now it was, it, there, was, there was one Series X and one PS5 sitting there. Nice. And it was quiet in the store. Nobody was going after it. It was the weirdest thing. It's like, people know it's here. Nobody knows it's here. I Maybe it was just the box. Probably Maybe. not. Might let's, have just been, tell, well, let's just tell ourselves. If it was in the case, if it was in the glass case, it was maybe it was. 
Was it? Let's just say it was the box. I don't want to be sad. What's in the box? What's in the box? Chris, if you want to read that last one, I'll read some emails from Discord. And, of course, I'll do the Twitter stuff. So, All right. Uh, Panda Claus wrote in. He says, hello, yeah. we- hello, Weekly Games Crew. Hello. Hello. Hope you fine gentlemen are doing well. I was wondering what's your opinion on the state of today's gaming culture. I've been hearing your show for a few years now, and what I truly enjoy is your genuine reaction to games and game news. The past few years, it's been sad how a lot of streamers slash game media either clout chase or give almost robotic opinions. It seems like it's more about content than quality nowadays. I hope that makes sense. I miss the days where we just had more genuine emotions instead of stale reactions. Hmm. Game on boys, uh, Panda Claus, and this was sent from my wife's uh, iPhone. Your wife, game on, Panda Claus. Right. And yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, when I decided to do this podcast, I actually talked to myself and I said, Sean, and Sean said, yeah. I was like, <laughs> be real. Don't not be you. Um, you know, don't try to have a funny voice. Be yourself. Be authentic. And uh, if that works, it works. If not, you know, it doesn't. Luckily, I'm surrounded and always have been by two guys who are also very knowledgeable about video games in a different way than me, and we seem to mesh well together. So thank you for the kind words. Uh, And I kind of hate today's stale gaming culture, and I'm with you. I think that it is kind of uh, almost sellouts, but, you know, what if they're getting paid? You know, what if they're getting sponsorships? You know, I I can see easily how you're chasing the money. Um, I hope that we have it in us that if we ever got sponsored or we're looking for monetary gains that we still would be us mm. and that we would be aware of making that a priority in any, any kind of deal that we would make, if that makes sense. So I think, all right, you have to kind of separate out these things into different groups. Like streamers, streamers are one thing. Then you have, I would say, you know, kind of more so YouTube review channels, right? Like, Mike here in the chat just kind of said angry Joe, those guys, you know, I wouldn't call them streamers. They might stream, but like, you know, they've been doing this for a while now. Um, and they, they do their style, their style reviews. And of course, then you have traditional kind of online Mm -hmm. media, um, your IGNs, your game spots, and they're all kind of a little bit different, you know? Um, I think the worst thing that can happen with games media is that when you get a game that's embargoed, uh, unfortunately the only other people you can really talk to about that at that point, when you're going through that process is people also reviewing games. So there's a tendency for, you know, I guess uh, unintentional same thought, right. Or same like things that come to the foray because someone makes a point and you're like that, that is true. It actually and, makes sense. That's a good way to say yeah, that. Right. Yeah. You know, so there's that side. Then you have streamers who I think streamers, if you're just being honest, those people live and die by their streams and the money. So it's all about the content, right? I don't think they're genuinely are going to go in and try to piss people off, especially if they're sponsored. If they're being paid to stream call of duty before it's out in the wild, you know, I don't expect them to come out there and be, telling me that call of duty is this new call of duty is terrible because their livelihood is having access to that call of duty 
to stream it to you to make you want to come visit their channel, right? That's that's how they survive. And I think with um, the YouTube review shows, a lot of them, the more modern ones, it's not that they're not critical of things. It's that I think they generally try to not be seen as a negative um get billed by companies as being a negative um, resource online, right? So when they do their criticisms, it's either highly positive or it's highly neutral. It's not necessarily highly negative unless it's something after, you know, like it's okay to come out and be on a neutral standpoint of cyberpunk when you're getting the early access. And then it's okay when it's clear the public has decided there's a negative reaction to the release of cyberpunk 2077 to then yourself through your channel, go and be th throw out those negative opinions. Right. And I'm not saying everyone does that. There are definitely <clears throat> those that I know have no problem calling out companies. And if they get cut off by those companies, then they're fine with it. You know, they'll just buy the game when it comes out and do their own thing. It's, that's their, the way that their way of what life, but I think a lot of our ones, especially if you're talking about ones that are actual companies, these channels where there's multiple people on there and there's producers and editors, it, it, again, they have an incentive to kind of do what's in their best interest for their company to some degree and maybe not do something that's going to limit their exposure uh, to get access to games and then uh, produce videos up there when everyone's wanting to see opinion and, and you know, gameplay and all that kind of stuff. So, mm. thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I mean, that that was very, very good points. One of the things that's mentioned is authenticity, mm -hmm. I think, or some variation of that term. If you go and you look um, at the reviews in iTunes, for example, you could probably correlate a review that is negative, say one star to an episode where John is being his authentic self. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talk about uh, Sean, when Sean, Sean says he's being authentic, he 100% is when Chris says he's being authentic. He 100% is when I'm being authentic, we get emails about unions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have tried to, I'm going to, I have to be candid here. I have to be authentic here. Sure. And we even see it reflected when I'm somewhat authentic when it comes to the chat. People go, what the heck was that? I mean, in variations of, you know, people thinking I'm trolling. I mean, <laughs> I have a very interesting <laughs> way of looking at the world. And oftentimes I try to protect my audience from that. So Dude, we need to create an unfiltered podcast with John, the real John. Well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? No, can we, no, I mean, can I do that? We, can I run your, your Twitch stream channel where we, like every week I come in as your, your voiceover DJ is just like, and now for the real John unleashed, unleashed, unfiltered John. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. There are things, there are ways. I mean, you guys can probably tell when I do it, um, and sometimes oh, yeah. I start talking about things and I can visibly see you two getting a tad bit uncomfortable. And I go, Hmm, you're like, Oh, that's very John. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the so, thing you'll do sometimes, you'll be like, what do you guys think? And then I'm just like, I, I have no thought on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's me. And I've, and I've tried to just, you know, I, I don't always get it right, but my authenticity is very tapered and tampered down compared to theirs because I would simply make it <laughs> worse for the show. I think if I was as authentic and you don't see these guys disagreeing with me, I want you to point, I want to well, point that I, out. I'm only, I'm simply thinking of what, what if I was given the green light to be, to counter some of the things you say, mm-hmm. that could be not good, but we, but even off, off, off recordings and, and in person, we will go, you and Chris, a lot of times we'll more than me and you, but we'll kind of be like, man, no, that's no. And you'll, we'll have a nice conversation about it. Yeah. Zaxby's, Zaxby's that, doesn't let us back in. They yeah, we um, can't go to Zaxby's ever again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the main reason I don't is that I know how John is as a very authentic person, like how it is if we start to have a conversation. So it's like, you think about it and you go like, do you want to engage this? Because it's, it, because it's the, it's a, two-sided coin right it's not just you being authentic at that point it's me being authentic as well and is that good for the content itself so you always have to ask yourself those things and it's like oh well i'd rather have that authentic conversation with john in a place where it's not gonna bother people's afternoons where it's just a me and him conversation right but i will say that we we probably you probably got a little bit more out of that email than you wanted we kind of veered off a little bit off the road right you were specifically talking about reviews for games um but we do i mean we try to we try to hashtag keep it real with games we really do on a very special email we we legitimately i i don't go look at when you hear me say stuff like metacritics at an eight and a nine or whatever i'm literally looking it up right then and there yeah um I know, and and we kind of poke fun at Chris in a loving way. Sometimes he'll be like, yeah, that game's getting good reviews. It does not affect what he thinks about a game. No, I mean, I go out there and it's more of like, it's a great discovery tool. That's what I use it as. It's like saying, what what is this thing that people are talking about? And then I go ask myself or go look at the thing, go, does that interest me? And that's about the end of my involvement with reviews, right? As far as when subjects on a game. But after that, it's how did this feel, you know, and maybe there is some unexpected bias that comes from seeing something that is highly rated and maybe therefore I'm there. But honestly, I believe it's more so things get high review scores in general as an aggregate because of the fact a lot of people are enjoying something. Right. That's generally what it means, in my opinion. So nice. But uh, thank you once again for those emails. Uh, we're going to pivot over to the Twitterverse now. Of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Weekly Games Chat. I wanted to highlight a PlayStation tweet that went out from the official PlayStation tweet. This was about 10 hours ago. You've probably already seen it, but um, there's going to be a new gray camouflage collection that's coming out September 15th, and this is going to be a skin you can put on your controllers, headsets, or the PlayStation 5 itself. So if you're a fan of that like digital camouflage look, You'll have a chance to order that on September 15th, which is kind of cool. And of course, that's topical for our show because I certainly wish I had a PlayStation to put camouflage on. Hey. Uh, do we have any mentions? Let's double check this real quick. Oh, yeah. I did put a tweet out last week of uh, a face that I made. Chris captured it so well in our Discord chat after the show of me thinking about a puzzle. 
Um, little did I know that people, I, I completely sometimes forget that I have Baymax's eyes on my, um, you know, on my VR headset. Uh, if you know who Disney's Baymax is, you kind of know what those eyes look like. And shout out to our very own Acid Sugar, uh, who called me DJ Baymax. And I immediately got mad and thought, why did I not start DJing with a VR headset on with Baymax's eyes and call myself DJ Baymax? Uh, there we Disney, go. Disney, that's why. Disney. <laughs> I could have spelled it differently. Nope, they would have come after Shmay me. Max. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> DJ Shmay Max. <laughs> DJ Shmay Max. Shout out to at Steven0838037 uh for the follow following you back and that's because you went with the name steven there was that many more stevens ahead of you but you stuck with it thank you so much for the follow we are following you back good sir uh so now let's pivot over to the weekly games chat discord um where once again we we said welcome to someone new this week what up death wings uh and then we have some emails in the email section so what day of the week is it? Sean always looks at the calendar. We recorded on the 30th. So anything after the 30th of August is fair game. Um, apparently, did I already read? I feel like I already read this. Did I read Probably. This? No, like, no. What day? Howdy, is fellers. Uh, the girlfriend caught some of the tail end of the stream. And well, her lady bits got excited for John. And this was when John was in a... A reporter's look or like he was either writing a novel we can't decide uh she quoted oh john's a cutie and uh now it's time for you to start an only fans john <laughs> um and apparently nachos nachos uh spouse also said mine too so hmm. apparently you need to wear that shirt every week john and stuff like that yeah um Hold on, I'll be right back. I got to change. So Yuri typed in about the Roller Drome game. We covered that a few weeks ago, if you remember. The two movies that this idea probably came from are, and he's quoted two movies. One was Rollerball from 1975 and Rollerball from 2002. And both those movies, you're on skates and mm-hmm. you're fighting to the death, I believe. Yeah, I think um, Rollerball and Death Race were the two that <clears throat> very much. Nice. Very accurate. Uh, at, uh, I'm sorry, the Buffalo 68 wrote in and said, what up, guys? What's up? Um, I'm currently listening to episode 364. Uh, and in parentheses, he says, I'm behind on a handful of episodes. I know, I know. And I just heard a commentator express their gratitude to you guys for providing such quality content. I can personally say that I've been listening for about four years now, and you guys have given me countless hours of quality Jeez. entertainment. I generally look forward to old man chat, your wife, your mom's box, and thug life every week. Thanks for all you do. You're truly celebrities in my life. Wow. Uh, And in parentheses, I hope you get paid enormously for this podcast someday. We do too. Game on. Game on to you, the Buffalo 68. Like That just made me feel all kinds of certain ways. I can't stand up right now. I'll tell you that much. Uh Um, Yuri... Yuri is really good about sending emails in the Discord. He's trying to give you guys an example. Um, I, he says, I don't recall if you ever talked about this upcoming RPG. It's called Crimson Desert. Looks interesting. Do you guys know what that is? Crimson Desert. Uh, the picture that he yeah, sent. Game, or that's the one that looks really, really pretty that <clears throat> is by the folks that did uh, Black Desert. Oh. 
Yeah, it looks that, it looks that's really why it looks nice. black desertish. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Uh, we have not obviously, but thanks for that. Uh, Yuri also said, "P.S. I'm in the last stretch of Bioshock, and I love how in the last episode at Spooky Pookie, that's John said to at DJ Haygood, that's me. Would you kindly play Bioshock? Which of course is an inside joke that only people almost completing Bioshock would get." Um, that's also an inside joke because John actually lended me his copy of Bioshock for about four and a half years and I never played the game. Uh, I have to say I'm not hating this game. I was struggling for a while, but I realized I simply can't hack anything, even though I used to enjoy playing Pipe Mania on C64. I stopped trying and just focus on looting as much as I can. Next, I think uh, I think I'm thinking on skipping the sequel and giving the infinite a chance. How would you rate the trilogy? I guess that's I would one, give, two, and uh, infinity. How would I rate them in order? I would go one, infinity, two. One, infinity, two. Mm-hmm. John? He's going to go know. two. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John will think about that as you get you let us know I've about played, a PS. The problem is, the problem is I've played by the uh, the original Bioshock. I've pe- I've played that game six or seven times now. The other ones I've only played once. Wow! So you kind of naturally like Bioshock most, and could you kindly play to an infinite again? I would, that was my intent, but you know how I get I get squirrely. Yeah, you do. Uh, there was a PS. If you guys want to see this link, it's a YouTube link in the email section. So, of course, you have to be on Discord. Uh, Yuri found YouTube footage of Commander 64, Pipe Mania, the first 20 levels, and also some Bioshock hacking tips. Ooh. So there's that. That's pretty cool. Um, appreciate those links very much. Yuri also said something... Oh, I wanted to point this out. This was in general chat. You may not have known I was going to read this out, but I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, Red Matter 2, that was the subject of last week's podcast, in that I mentioned someone's name was Sasha. He said, my sister's name is Sasha, uh, but in the rest of the Balkan countries and Russia, that's a male name. In Slovenia, the male version is Sasso, although there's a bunch of people from other Balkan countries living in Slovenia, so you'll hear both versions. It can get confusing sometimes. And that would have been a play on, uh, we were talking about, you know, of course that game was centered around Russian vibes and the main character's name was Sasha. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um, where is the thing? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 372 of Weekly Games Chat. Of course, this topic for this week was immortality. Uh, Chris gave it high mark, so... Hopefully you like that. If you want to find us on Twitch TV, you can, of course, uh, next time, Weekly Games Chat, search there. Uh, if you want to send us an email and interact with the show, you can do that, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, G, uh, at Weekly Games Chat and, of course, our Discord. And one reminder, wherever you find us for your podcast listings, please leave us a kind review. It'll help other people find us and our community can continue to grow. I'll look to my buddy Chris and John. Both of you, I love you. You know that. And I'll simply say to both of you, John, game on. Chris, game on. Game on, John. John, game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life.